Welcome to a special presentation of the Intermediate Line podcast. I'm your host, Chris Adams, and I will be irregularly recording conversations with some of my favorite fly tires from around the world. Sit back as we go a bit beyond face value and chat about the why and the how of some great flies. Brought to you by Nervous Water, Caterfly Apparel, and Australian-made Beats Brushes. Please enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Intermediate Vice, folks. And today, I'm joined with my guest, uh, Dave Bradley. How are you, Dave? Yeah, good, thanks, man. Good, good. Good to uh, catch up again. Yeah, mate, it is. I think, um, you know, you might be the record holder for, um, although this is an offshoot of the Intermediate Line podcast, um, still the same uh, uh, platform, I guess you could say, and this might be a record, a record-holding event right now. This would be your fifth time with us, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. I, think well, I, think I, was, that, anyway. I think I was nearly asleep for one of those, but... Um, <laughs> He'd be, I'll be, uh, well, Billy Mitchell will need to get, jump in and catch up with me, won't he? He's, um... Yeah, well, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's in, he's, um, he's up there as well with, uh, making appearances. Yeah. Um, look, I mean, this show's in, obviously different to the immediate line. It's, um, it's all in regards to the, to the fly tying aspect. And as you'll know, um, I have had a lot of trouble with tying this concept in of having you on. Uh, many people will probably be surprised to to um to see me bring you on the show, Dave. You know, for the reason being that you know you're not known as a as a fly tire. You know, do you think that's do you think that's accurate? We'll, we'll lay down a bit of a foundation. Oh, oh yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Uh, I mean, a lot of a lot of people would associate you with, with flies, but um, and I'm really having I really I must say out of all the podcasts that I've I've prepped for. For the intermediate line and the and all two of the intermediate vices before, <laughs> um, I'm really having tr- I was really having trouble sort of trying to put this show together to try and articulate what I wanted from from this show. Um, um, and I guess uh, a good way to um, to set that up might be to ask you to describe yourself. Um, uh, what, what, how would you describe yourself as a, as a fly tire? Just to set up sort of uh, to further that foundation. Well, yeah, 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 sure. I guess necessity is the word. Mm-hmm. Like when, um, you know, start start fly fishing whenever that was, I don't know, you know, late, late 80s or early 90s or whatever it was. But uh, when you decide you're going to go and buy that, you know, shitty little Chinese vice that, that's at the shop and especially in North Queensland, eh? we're, not in, we're not in the city now. And um, and struggle through with you know buying materials because the shops really only stock fly gear because the guys in the shops fly fished, mm. yeah, you know, no one else did. Um, so yeah, you str- I guess you struggled with whatever and just making shit up as you went along. So it really was necessity because you couldn't you couldn't buy flies that were probably worth fishing until. Uh, maybe Pete, uh, Peter Haynes started because he was working. He was guiding and working at Jack Erskine's up in Cairns. Right, eh? So probably until, you know, someone locally started a bit of a commercial, you know, time. Yeah. But even then, everywhere is different, like one mm. river to the next river to the next estuary to the next flat or, yeah, so it was necessity, I guess. 
with with the fly tying. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. You, you say that. I mean, a interesting to hear you describe yourself as a fly tire of of necessity, but also uh, al- almost preluding to the subject of the show here by describing that each river is different. And one of the reasons, well, the main reason, really, the the most underlying reason I want I want to bring you on this show is because I believe that uh, fly tires should have uh, a very good, ke- a very keen sense of observation. Um, and just by you saying that each river is different is just a, another form of observation, I suppose. And that's what we, uh, we, what we bring that down is now it's, um, uh, you know, like, so, you know, as, as many people will know, um, you're retired now from, from Australian fly fishing outfitters, right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. yep. Yeah. So, uh, in that time, there's not too many people that have spent, um, the time of, uh, you know, pushing a pushing a skiff around um uh in you know like dedicated for those the flat species in australia in you know such a pristine part being you know the, the part of north queensland you live in yeah getting, yeah yep. what I'm, i guess what i'm getting at there is that you, you've 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 had the luxury of um well luxury is probably a loose term <laughs> there's probably been a lot of adversity in that time frame but there's not too many people who have had eyes on on the on the species that many people are tying for um than you have yeah yeah well i guess nobody i guess the fact that nobody was still in it um you know no one was uh not when i say no one next to nobody mm. you know and and you really couldn't find um oh you know the internet was one of those things you still had to paddle to get it to work <laughs> and there were yeah. those websites that looked like someone did them with a crayon, you know, when you <laughs> did find something. So yeah. it was really just the last of when uh, those two mags, fly, fly fishing in salt waters, and the other one was called saltwater fly fishing, wasn't it? The mm. US ones, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was kind of the la- the end of that era too, because they were they sort of dwindled away. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was a long time ago now. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you're trying to pick up stuff off that, really. Um, you know, most of the guys, like if, you know, guides didn't really have websites that exactly told you what they were using in the keys, those bikes probably mm. tie their fly on underneath the gunnel so people can't see it um, <laughs> being tied on, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you had to, you had to, yeah, observation, you know, necessity and observation and look at what, why the hell you couldn't catch these fish, what people were using in the Keys, I suppose, maybe a tiny bit into that South America thing, but that only came back to finding it into in a US fly mag hmm. um, and, just w- and just winging it, you know, chucking it and hundreds and hundreds of these things with mostly probably the wrong flies and and also the fly you know like not weighted correctly too i guess maybe not heavy enough maybe whatever you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so it's a lot of trial and error yeah there's there's a section i've, I've got that i want to bring up later on in the show in regards to overseas influences um but i guess um you know with i guess it'd be interesting to learn um i mean to touch on it a little bit i suppose and just see what 
I wonder what influences you, you brought to the table in your early days of guiding uh, before. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that's um, very different to the fly selection now or maybe not that far removed, but what did you what what sort of influences did you bring to the table and um from what you were seeing from those magazines from over overseas influence oh yeah i guess the, i guess it was the it was definitely a big influence on in the in the us magazine and then um look at their crab flies um <clears throat> i never really did aspire to um like flies for me have to be simple if I want to if I want to sit down and tie them, you know. Mm. And even if they are simple, I get about four done, and I'm, I have to go and do something else. I just don't have the not <laughs> the right person, you know. So um, yeah, yeah, I think a big uh, a bit of that. At the same time, Nat was Nat Bromhead mm. was um, starting to fish Weeper as well. Yep, and. Uh, you know him and Jason Owens, are we? They were having a bit extra sex success on perms up there, catching them, and a little bit of, again, a little bit of shrimp fly and a little bit of crab fly, because I guess that that was the thing. We we're all a bit unsure whether which one, because I think I think Alan Phyllis Kirk caught that permit with Jesto on a some little shrimp fly that. Yeah, and probably Jesto. Like I love him like a brother. He's good mates. Like I missed a phone call from him last night. We're good mates, but he uh, <clears throat> he couldn't tie a clouser to save himself. You know, he'd be happy to admit <laughs> that too. And um, so I think Robbie Laspina tied all his flies, but I don't. I still don't know what the, what they caught that on. Whether fish tied it or Robbie I tied think... it and gave it to Jesto. I don't know. I really don't I... know. I think you're right there. I think um, I think when we had Fish on the show, whether we asked him on the air or off the air, I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure it was a Rob Laspina uh, epoxy shrimp that, yeah, he, uh, that he caught yeah, it on. Yeah. And then, and I would never tie an epoxy shrimp because I'd end up with that shit in my hair, you know, like yeah. fucking hopeless <laughs> with glue. I'll just open it and it's everywhere. So I've never tied that style of fly because I'm – I'm hopeless, you know. I just, you know, shouldn't have never been arts and crafts. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, that was the thing. Was was it a was it a shrimp fly that we needed to throw, or was it a crab fly we needed to throw? You know, Anoe and uh, uh, Nat and Anoe had their Woolies crab. You know, the rubber band and the buddy. Oh yeah. Dot. I remember that all the all the ingredients that came from the Weeper Woolies yeah, store. Yeah, Weeper Woolies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they that's, had geez, their it's going back. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had their Woolies crab, and you know, if I was known for tying a crab, it was you know, you know, tie it on behind just so no one saw what they were casting. You know, it's fucking ugly. <laughs> but fucking it, ugly doesn't fucking matter. You know, like doesn't nah. matter what it's for, whether it's for permit or barris. But um, yeah, yeah. So. Well, there's, there's uh, I guess it, I guess I was probably uh, maybe just the one around here. You know what I mean? Of course, we talk to each other, but mm. maybe maybe not maybe not around the countryside. But I certainly tied much heavier flies than everybody else, and I was fishing somewhere else. Every, that's you know that's that's the thing. I'm fishing somewhere else. I'm not yeah. fishing in the same spot as everyone else. So. 
Well, that's um. There was a couple of things you said through that, which makes me leapfrog out outside of my notes because it's an important part of the overall concept of the show, and that is the observation, as we mentioned there. So you've talked about um, three different areas. One being, you know, what they'll do in the states, uh, and and then what what um, uh, Nat and Owie were doing in Weeper, and then you're talking about you know, the the Hinchinbrook Channel as well. Three very very different, although two of those places are in the same country. Three very very different scenarios. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and and in one circumstance, a different species. It's, well, a different genus of species, I should say. You know, um, well, I mean, all being permit, of course. But uh, oh, um, yeah, yeah, those keys permit are way different to yeah. yeah, right. Okay, so okay. Well, like even even on those two subjects of of geographical aspect and the and the uh, and the and the the genus, or if you like, um, species mm. aspect of it. You know, what are these, um, what are the, is there any sort of points of, um, between, say, even you, Nat, and Oe, um, that, you know, like you, you guys brought over and gone, that doesn't work. And the, and the reason why it doesn't work is because of that's a different scenario in the States. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think the biggest thing was, was, uh, there's that fancy word I can fit that into a sense, substrate, you know, the bottom. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, the benthic strata, I believe, Volzi calls it. Oh, crikey. He's gone yeah, one, he's one up me, hasn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going to fit that in. It's hard to fit wheelbarrow into a sentence and sound clever. That's all. <laughs> that was just another word I had. But so that was the biggest thing. Yeah. You know, um, and early days of me visiting US chatting to some of those guys was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanted to know more about Australia, so we didn't talk that much about permit fishing. But the, it seemed that the biggest difference to us, if you like, or to me, were, were that we were fishing sand and they were fishing mostly either seagrass or some bottom that was uh, quite you're quite likely to get hung up on. Mm. You know, So whether that's broken up coral or whether it's just rubbly bottom or whatever you know but yeah that that was it seemed like that was the biggest difference at the time and now you realize that they're way different fish anyway and mm. it's like comparing apples with oranges but yeah yeah that was that was the thing at the time i think we were, we were fishing sand and now fishing stuff that wasn't sand mm. so that's the observation to take away from this i mean that was going to get thrown out a lot in this interview observation but uh mm. is is obviously the uh that's the substrate yeah the substrate or uh, or the, the place the place that they live essentially um, factoring in their habits that that that's particular yep. fish's habits and the way they feed oh well determining their habits and the way they feed uh, and obviously um, you know realizing that you know a fly that that might be designed to not get lost in turtle grass isn't going to work in a you know, on a vast sand flat where um, you know a, a fish is going to be looking down not not mid water column right. Mm, yeah, 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 for sure. And then, so, and you talk about different, whatever. If there's one, two, three, four, five, whatever. If there's ten flats in Hinchinbrook that I'll fish, it's, there weren't. I guess there's probably not ten flies anymore, but there was at least there was at least uh, four or five, and and you know. Um, one, there'd be particular flats that you definitely wouldn't bother even using that one, that one you know. Okay. Whatever that one was, yeah. Okay, well, then give us an example of, of, of a fly that would work and why it would work 
in one place and wouldn't work in another place without giving anything away, of course. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I guess there was this that little pinky thing that's, you know, twisted and gone this way and that way. And, you know, I've tied it for whatever and twisted and changed it probably, you know, half a dozen times at least to get it to where I was happy with it. And I don't, I don't never have names with lice, but anyway, so this little pink shrimpy thing. It was just supposed to be about the size and some sort of coloration of a yabby, you know, without being an imitation. Like, yeah, I think uh, if anyone's listening, to that, they call them ghost shrimp around the world as well, I believe. Uh, oh yeah, saltwater okay. yabbies. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. Well, yep Mike so Ward pink... calls them yabbies, but anyway, yabbies. <laughs> um, <laughs> pink yeah, nippers. So, yeah, 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 yeah. There's definitely even different names in on. So, so, mm. and yeah, there'd be flats that uh, well. You could throw that, but it won't get eaten, you know, mm. and only because I've tried and tried and tried and tried and tried. But, yeah, and there's none there. And there's no but there's no yabbies there. There's no yabbies on that bank, so yeah, why yep. throw it? Yeah. So why was, I mean, like, it's one thing to imitate the colour of the prey items that are there, but you said you've changed this fly many times, and, and we've already established that you're a fly tire out of necessity. So was it doing something that you didn't want it to do or it was, wasn't doing oh, something you wanted it to do? I guess it was more materials, hey? You know, like I'd just use something that, oh, I just, I don't think that's, that could be not sitting right or whatever, you know? Yeah. Or, so just things like that. It was just finding better materials. Yeah, finding yeah. better materials. Whether it was something that just had, I've never really been a fan of synthetic, so it might have been, finding something that just had still had the tiny bit of movement in it you know those things like marabou that move when they're not when they're not moving you know what i mean like yeah the, something the, just the water just the water pressure moves it you know yep you don't have yeah. to even be stripping the damn thing yeah yeah no, so I... things like that i think there was just maybe coloration and and finding better materials as in uh prob- probably it came down to finding better, um, more natural materials that I'd be happy to use than just straight synthetic materials, yeah. Yeah, right, eh? Just, yeah, okay. And did you see, did you see the, um, did you ever see the fish's reaction react differently to these different material selections? Or was uh, it, um, or was it where you, you were getting no, positive? Yeah, I think only, po- you just get positive, you know, and, oh, excuse me, and then we're talking about permit fishing, you know, so... You go down and you catch two and you think you're going to go back the next day and catch three and you don't even get a bite, you know. It's yeah, just, well. It's permit fishing. That, that's got to no, be. There's no answers except go fishing, you know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's I think, a lot um, of things you can do better, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's I mean that's the thing. We can only react to what the fish are doing. But, like, I mean, that, that one caveat there when you're talking about permit fishing is that. You know, uh, I'm sure you, I'm sure you've again been asked this question probably the whole time being AFO. What's the best permit fly and stuff like that? But it's permit fishing, like you said there. Everyone, everyone who's spent any amount of time or any got any sort of interest in it would know that you know some days are diamonds and some days they look like they're eating via osmosis. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and know? It, you know, where do I throw it? Oh well, crossed. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm How sure if I was to, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure if I asked you, is there one fly that um that invoked a reaction that you just gone, holy shit, it's never going to be that fly because they're permanent. Yeah, 
That's right, their permit. But, it, it, you know, if if you were going now, yeah, it's still a, it's still a crab. Like, yeah. Yeah, but we do tend still to talk about... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, but there's a lot of lot of variations in a in a crab fly that you can. And I guess we talk about all the positive reactions and and trying to get them to eat, and that's what everyone wants. But I wouldn't mind asking you um, a couple of questions in regards to the to the negative aspect of it, because you know, exploring that um, that mindset of a permit guide um, that has you know influenced many designs, like yeah, whether directly or indirectly. Um, I guess first of all, let, let me ask you this because I've heard you talk about this and it's pretty staggering. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot because I didn't tell you I'm going to ask you this question. But, um, but uh, how many permit combined do you think you've caught in your in your time as a guide? I mean, I know you've caught them on your own recreational time on on trips away or even in the channel and stuff like that. But oh yeah, yours and yours and clients on that on that boat. Yeah, I I tried to come up with this recently because I never kept. I'm not a diary person. I, like I've got a terrible memory, but I, I don't have a terrible memory when it comes to fishing, you know, as in how do I do this and where do I do it and what's the tide doing and just seems to come off the cuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, somewhere uh, less than 450. Less than 450. So what yeah. do you reckon? Be- yeah. Between 400 and 450 permit? Yeah, closer to four, closer to 450, but not more than 450. Mate, it's uh, pretty staggering. Just being, if you, being conservative, yeah. Even if you said three hundred, it's still it, you know, far out. I mean, but four hundred's um an incredible amount, Dave. And um, I guess that really um cements in the reason for for getting you on the show because I guarantee you that you're you're the most qualified to ask this next question to, and that is um what are the things you've noticed um that have been that have, that have fucked up a a a, a a fly for permit. I was going to say crab fly, but I know shrimps come into the equation as well. But what are some of the major sort of design flaws you've seen people rock up to? And do you uh, think that's uh, through a lack of observation, you know? Oh, no. You know, if people have turned up with their own flies. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, trying to, trying to like, over fancy colours or putting in flash or... Um, making them too heavy. Mm. You know, you still have to cast it. You still well, have to cast it. So, you know, the there's shrimp. a compromise between casting and and the shrimp. The same. Like if yeah. someone will go, oh, you'll show them. You know, oh yeah, yep. Yeah. And they turn up and it's twice the size. What does that mean? It's going to be better. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's and that's the thing. Like, I mm. mean, with a both a crab fly and a shrimp fly. The two similarities that you're going to want from that that fly is that it, it reaches its destination being the bottom hook point up as well. Mm, 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 mm. And and is that uh, you know like I mean there's many ways that a that a fly can not end up being hook point or hook point up when you want it to. Uh, one of them would be overdressed for sure, you know, um, like which is generally an indication of an o- a, a, a well, I wouldn't say an overcomplicated fly, but someone who's overcomplicated oh, a simple yeah, fly. Yeah, hundred percent overthinking it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, it, and that's one of the things. I mean, there's there's plenty of aspects I want to explore with those. Um, you know, those four hundred fish, and you know, like those three hundred days of the year on the water sort of thing. I mean, it's going to be hard to extract all of it and put it down to. But one of those things, I suppose, um, 
that I want to talk from a, from a technical flight tying point of view, which, you know, like we've already laid that foundation that you're, you're a flight tire of necessity. Uh, both camps can, can analyze this as far as the reasons why, but, um, but I wonder, I wonder if you've ever sort of looked at things that, that, that haven't landed the right way around and gone, you know, well, how, how, how do I fix that? You know, because it's, um, another way of putting it is, is the hydrodynamics of that fly or the way, the way a fly moves through the water and the resistance of that water acts on the, acts on the materials. And that's yeah. one of the things that flips them over, you know? Yeah. Yeah. See, I, when it comes to crab flies, I, mm. I'm, yeah. I'm not. That's. I'm definitely not qualified for that. Barrowflies. I'm. I'd be all over that like a rash. But um, crab. I guess crabflies. You know, barrowflies are like tarpon flies. You can see them in the water, and so it's so much easier to work out that. Oh, that didn't work. Or, mm. or that. Yeah, yeah. Cut that off. That's terrible. But, you know, unless you with a permit fly, you kind of flip it over the side which is every day like every day you're there you go okay cool cool all right we'll just start whatever get some string out yeah that'll be enough okay now flip that just 10 feet out there so we can see a how fast it sinks that's the initial you've decided that it looks okay you know Mm. you've decided that yeah that that hook looks okay that fly looks okay that size shape color whatever You've decided it's okay. Um, now flip it over the side and let's see how it sinks, you know. Mm. And if all of a sudden three times out of five it sinks the wrong way up, well, uh, you know, I guess we're going to have to cut that off. But am I, I'm not the guy who's going to work out why it sinks the wrong way because I hate tying crab flies. So <laughs> um, I'm just lucky enough I've had, you know, a lot of people are so into it that they want to tie their own like i, I tie mm. i tie them yeah and it's just a fluke that it's it's just a fluke that they go the right way probably um yeah i'm i'm not that guy that knows what materials do what and yeah it, uh, i don't know you know it's, it's probably not so much of a fluke i mean like it's well, maybe maybe the first time you got one to eat something that you know you yeah you know, I mean I don't know what you're not rating there because I haven't got one in front of me and I don't know what fly you got in your mind's eye but um but like uh you know it's probably not probably may not be a fluke oh no no it's fluke. not really it's not really a fluke no but you know like if someone else's fly turns up and it, he throws it you know flips it twenty times and mm. and it still keeps upside down. I'll just cut it off. I'm not going to look at it and go, well, this is how you can fix that. Yeah. It's just yep. cut it off. There's not not enough hours in my day to come up with a remedy for him to fix his, because I've got another fucking 50 in my box that'll work, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, the thing is, I suppose, that with, a, with a crab fly, or any fly really, but if we're going to talk about a crab fly, is that A, we're going to want it to land hook point up, which you with your flies, you, you've obviously, you know how that's going to happen, whether you yeah. can explain it or not, you know how it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got a fly that's um that's going to enable you to cast it to put it where you want it, and it's going to be able to get to the bottom in time for how far you're, you're used to leading those fish. Whether you know how you've done it or not, it's 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 come about through time on the water. Um, and I guess yeah, there's... Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, yeah, and I guess that's the lesson, I guess, again, that underlying lesson of this... Um, of this pod of this show 
is that observation. And, and fly tires can do that. And I wonder, I wonder how many have rocked up in those times where you've had. Um, and I'm not. I, I definitely hope no one's feeling. I don't know who anyone this would be or anything like that. I got no. I don't want to make it sound like I'm. I'm picking on anyone or anything like that. I've got no idea who you, hell you. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you probably don't have anyone in mind with this anyway. But uh, the point no, is. No, no. I think a lot of flight tires could have probably got around that um, that situation where we're like, yeah, cut that thing off. It's not going to work simply by going down to the local pool and chucking it in or, or down the, the Oh, the yeah, yeah. hundred percent. You hear all these weird things like uh, the pool, uh, the bath, um, uh, vase, a vase. I tipped out the wife's fucking flowers and put them in the vase <laughs> and let them sink in a vase because it's tall, you know, yeah. two foot high vase or whatever. So you get you know it's going to sink and then there's guys that well you i know it's got to have a leader on it and so yeah, i'll throw mine awesome. in the pool and i'll throw mine in the fill the bathtub up or something and throw it in there yeah yeah lots of people people that are into it and tie flies because there's lots of people that just turned up and went i'll just leave that to you mm. i'm happy to tie my idea of a barrafly. i'm happy to tie a klaus or i'm happy to tie and I, and I was more than happy for them to do that too because, you know, I don't know how many times. The polite way, if you go permit fishing with a guide and the guide goes, yeah, yeah, that looks really cool, man. That'll catch a goldie. That just means <laughs> that's we're not tying that on, you know. <laughs> it's just a polite way of saying, yeah, nah, 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 nah. nah that's not, that's not going to catch a permit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So a few people have heard that, but they may or may not be listening. Um, yeah, yeah. so a lot of people just, just said, oh, well, we'll leave that to you. Mm. So, you know, again, a few clients tied them. I tied my own scruffy, scrappy versions. But I, I've caught plenty of permit on my own scruffy, scrappy shit because it just looks like a crab, you know. Mm. Yeah, if they've got time to sniff it, well... Not going to eat any of them, are they? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the what's the uh, what's the go-to reaction when you're asked uh, why didn't that eat or why did it eat? Oh fuck! You know, if they unless it's their first time, they just know. People just know. People just know. Well, oh well, we just go and find another one. You know. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, that comes back to what we said earlier. That that's permit fishing, isn't it? You know, they um. They can, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and uh, I don't I'm know anyone that I don't know anyone that thinks. And I mean, world, worldwide, I'm sure there's some squeezes that have come up with, you know, why they every time they throw it out there, why they know. But mm. like I said, they're squeezes. But um, it, you know, everyone else just goes, well, you know, there's no right or wrong. And there's so many different scenarios. Like, you know, where do I cast it? Oh Christ, I'll tell you. I'll tell you when we see him because it's going to be in, there's an infinite amount of where do I cast it, you know, mm, and mm. answers. Yeah, every just yeah. about every shot every day is different. Yeah, know? unless it, you're it, it seems the same to me. Pod. That, sorry, right? yeah. No, no, unless you're casting to the same pod. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it seems to me that like I mean, this probably applies to a lot of fishing, but um, um. You know, the crab flies and stuff, for permit, it just means a matter of having something that, um, without going into uh, the shape of it, but it needs something that's, um, that's around about the right colour 
um, is going to be able to cast easy and land hook point up because positioning and, and putting it where, where it needs to be is, is, is probably up there as, um, as um, you know, what it looks like, which is what oh, I'm... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Which is where I'm sort of going with that, I suppose, because it is the fly tying car, ah, uh, fly tying podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's a fly tying yeah. podcast. So why yeah. you're t- why you're tying them? You, you know, uh, um, you know, some of the guys that are really, really into it. I just know that when I open my box, that fly weighs a lot more than that one. That fly, I don't, know, I don't weigh them, but people mm. weigh them. Not here, not in Australia, but mm. so like the tournament anglers in. America in the keys. Yeah. They'll they'll have them in their box as in what they actually weigh. Which, yeah. Which won't make any sense to me anyway. I just know that one's heavier than the next one. But <laughs> so I laugh at that cuz I've weighed mine. I weighed mine before I can't fish with you, but uh but uh yeah, gotcha. I'm I'm a, I'm a ne- I'm a nerd man crafter, you know. Yeah, so. yeah, but you're a fly <laughs> you you are a fly tie, you know. I'm not. Yeah. So that would be the thing. Yeah, get a fly that you you think for your area is the shape, colour, size, whatever, if that's mm. those three things, and then tie them in three different weights. There's a story I want to tell people on this on this podcast of uh, something that happened when I was up there fishing with you, uh, which which we interviewed. We didn't talk about this when we did the podcast when I was sitting across from you on Rod that time. Maybe gotcha. we did. I can't remember. But um, I tell you what, I've never seen a fly box act like a clam before uh, as quickly as when I asked if I could take a photo of your fly box. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. so it's, um, you know, and, and I've come to yeah, realise I that, thought about it for a second and then, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't realise it at the time, you know, but, uh, you know, like when, when you're a, a, a tire, fly tire of necessity um, and you're not, and you're not, you're, I mean, there's nothing, I should prelude what I'm about to say and say there's nothing, I mean, those flies were, a lot of them were very impressive. Some of them, like I can see what you mean. That they, you know, like they're they're just getting the job done. But um, you know, there's not there, there are no slouches in there. But when when they're they're flies of necessity and you're not tying for Instagram, those flies are just like your, your spots. You know, I don't want you to see this. You know, I, don't, I mean, yeah, you don't mind yeah. showing me and and probably who anyone else is sitting across from you. But yeah, the internet can get fucked. You know, a, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've 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 given enough anyway. Hmm. I mean, you know, like. Um, you know, Neil fished with me for such a long time, and he was so keen, so so keen to. Neil, Neil's a nice guy, and a mm. generous guy, and whatever. He's different to me. I don't know how we got on for so many years, um, but he he was all about catching numbers, which is fine. Like mm. ev- everyone's different. I go out, I'm a permit guide, you know. I'm happy to go out and catch fuck all day. That's what we mm. do. Yeah. But if that's what someone wants to do, you know what I mean? So, um, but, but we've, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like I've, I've now can't even use my left shoulder. That's how much effort I've put into being a permit guide. Yeah. So, um, the, he wanted to go down the re- realism thing. And that's, yeah, great. And we're, we're catching fish. We caught fish on his flies when he wasn't here. We caught fish on my shitty flies. But um, I really, you know, I really did try and put a lot of input into it as in, yeah, that's that's cool. Well, how about we make them a bit smaller? What what if, oh, you know, do you like this hook? Do you, whatever. Yeah, there was a lot of, there's a lot, we put a lot of effort into that fly. And when I say 
we like uh I offered words of encouragement, yeah, because I hate time for crab flies. So Yeah. I was I was more than happy that someone wanted to put a lot of effort into whatever. So, you know, we 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 as in, you know, yeah, sure he tied them, but we gave that fly to the everyone else. Mm. You know, he didn't try and show that. And I'm sure if you went on the on Daz's bloody fly forum, salt water is that what it's called? Just uh, salt Australian water, saltwater fly Australian fishing forum. Australian saltwater yep. fly fishing forum, yeah. Yep. I'm sure if you go on there there'll be word for word instructions. Oh here comes my ice man. I'm out of ice. <laughs> um, Have you is that what happens with retired guys? You end up with an ice caddy? Is that what's yeah, going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah. Drinks right. caddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's okay. So, okay. Well, here's one thing that sort of, I would say, bugs me with that. And I'm only coming up with this as I'm listening to what you say there. How it must, like, it must be, it must be um, unevenly weighted the input that goes into a fly design like that when you've got, uh, and I don't know, Neil, um, but, uh, but I know you, and I know that uh, I know that how many days you've spent on the water and how many fish you've seen eat, reject swim over the top of it like they've ignored it um like how, how does someone who tra- who travels there for a holiday um have 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 the equal amount of influence into this fly design oh yeah i don't know i don't know a lot of yeah 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 you know see i guess it was you know I mean, he's dying them or crafting them or whatever you do with that yeah. style of realistic fly, you know fly pattern uh, Look, I might be leading the witness here, you know, with what I'm saying here. I apologise, Dave. I don't mean to sort of um, lead you into to, to, to um, answering the question and then making it seem like it's your fly or whatever. But, I mean, the whole point of this podcast is, is observations, you know. And, and yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I guess they stemmed from what I was tying, you know. Only yeah. I was tying mine how I tie Like I, I had a really expensive phone case shit itself once. Yeah, like you know, you go and buy, fucking spend 120 bucks on a phone case, and then it falls to bits. Mm. I wasn't happy, but anyway, then as I'm throwing it in the bin, I noticed that the, the I I guess it's some sort of silicon, the seal, you know, mm. um, was yellow. All right, right. If I'm going to spend 140 bucks, I'm catching the permit on this. So I probably oh. caught the biggest permit I ever caught on a shitty shitty crab with yellow phone case silicon legs yeah <laughs> the otterbox crab yeah 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 i think it might have been it might have been or life life proof or... oh yeah no yeah yeah like yeah, you're right yeah, one of, it was one there. of those either of those yeah yeah wow okay yeah so it was the otterbox crab the life proof crab yeah okay um, so so this might have been a like a, a marriage of, of like you admitted like we always say admitted but you said earlier on the podcast that your knowledge of materials was was to a degree limiting or your access and knowledge to materials was sort of limiting your fly design to a to a to a point of working with what you got and and, and to a necessity where Neil's coming into it and um and probably got yeah, a, a yeah. massive range of materials available to him and well, um and yeah. also the time he had time. Like he goes yeah. home from that. He fished a lot of days. We fished a lot of days together. Yep. Um but he'd go home from that trip and he had three months to tie whatever. Well, just I was it up. going home from that trip, and then I was doing the next trip, and then I was doing the next trip, and then I was going to Florida for six weeks, mm. and coming home and doing the next trip, and then cutting the motorcycle up with a grinder, and um, 
you know, like I there was a, I had other shit. Like, yeah, I had other shit to do than tie flies. Well, that's so, that's yeah. That, I mean, that's great because I mean, on with this with this series of the Intermediate Vice podcast, we're gonna I'm sure hopefully we're gonna have some uh, incredible Instagram ties on on the page. But I think it'd be unfair to not have someone like yourself. I mean, like, I, I mean. Instagram ties is just a, a way of saying like uh, someone who can who can tie pretty, a presentation fly, yeah, pretty, pretty flyish, yeah, pretty flyish, yeah. Which you, which you need yeah. time to do and practice and, and all that sort of stuff. Whereas without the input of someone who's got the observations on the water and uh, and and can make fish eat with a fly like in inverted commas of necessity, you know, which um which might be code for rough as guts. Is that what you mean? Or yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, rag <laughs> rag flies, rough. <laughs> But like, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's where that's the marriage—that's where the marriage comes into it, you know. Like, it's it, it, no one can sit at home and and tie a fly, um, you know, and and expect it to work straight away. I mean, you could tie a great. Um, people come up with some great artwork, some great caricatures of of a of a crab, you know. But mate, obs- yep. observation is um is, is the only factor that should be taken into consideration for a fly tie or even a fly consumer. Without it, you're only copying or guessing, you know, where you're yeah, copying yeah, someone yeah. else's work or guessing what the fish will do or copying a, 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 like a, a prey item that you think that they might eat. But yeah, I mean like that, that, that marriage, I see what you're saying there. Like, I mean, and it's an interesting story because that crab is very popular and you know, you could say that that crab also uh, influenced modern fly design for Australia at least, but potentially other areas in the Indian ocean. We've got moon crabs and stuff, but. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. All was, of a sudden there was a, there's a stream of people tying the, realistic with the whatever and a stream yeah even a stream art maybe you know yeah well i mean um, i mean they were around a lot long bit than the stream but i mean my more so to the point of the weight of them they were stupid heavy i mean not stupid heavy but oh, incredibly yeah, heavy right carried away yeah yeah, yeah. carried away see the next thing was that that neil would neil's a really good caster and not only did he have time to spend on tying crabs he had time just been going down the park and yeah i don't yeah. know that he bought himself a motorcycle helmet but i wouldn't have been surprised <laughs> if he did um, just to practice you know yeah yeah and he'd just be trying lo- like fly line after fly line after fly line to cast because in early days not only were his crabs heavy but they were like probably three times the size that i would throw you know why was um, they why were they so big I don't know. I don't know. It, it's. I think it was just his method of how he was trying to get it, trying to get it done. But it, mm. anyway, he got it done. He caught yeah. a lot of perms. He got. He, uh, he was somewhere in the sixty, sixty something. It's impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. 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 yeah th- some of those were somewhere else, but we we definitely caught more. I don't think we got to sixty, but we're definitely more than fifty perms together. You know. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, yeah, yeah, he he got it done. He got like towards the towards the end there. He was, you know, more open minded to okay. Let's make these things smaller. Let's find the hook shape to the size that he was using. And yeah, yeah, he got it done. But uh, you know, there was other there's other people along the way that have, that picked up of stuff that not only I guess Neil was doing, but had their own sort of ideas. You know, I, Marty Marty Sprott ties this demon little crab now out of whatever and using 
you know, some of the those like, like you know, stream art legs and the other. Here's the cranker crab ones. Yeah, crank, cranker crab legs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to get on that subject for a bit, but before we move off this crab thing, I mean, I, I did yep. talk about the weight. Can you talk a little bit about? Uh, is it? Can you talk about the um the the composition of that crab? What 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 materials are used in it? Oh, fuck yeah! I think it went. I think he started to use different materials, trying to get it smaller. Right. So leather was one of them, which was back to like one of my original material. I tried to get away from the uh, Velcro thing. Yeah. And, and used leather a, a tiny bit. I think maybe one of those horrendous. No, not it wasn't. That's a terrible word to use. Um, early. <laughs> Only because, yeah, it was so early in the piece. Yeah, like maybe the that first series that I did with Mike, a couple of shows with Micah, and I only did those things because Micah was a good mate of mine. You know, like I don't, I don't Is it Adventure to... Angler. Yeah. Adventure Angler, yeah, yeah. Like yep. I don't want to be on television. You, if anyone's watched them, yeah, they have to poke me with a stick to say something. You know. <laughs> um. So yeah, yeah, there was. You know, we caught one on some ugly little thing that we actually went. I'm pretty sure we tied it on the boat, just to, you know, just to do something different. Um, and that had, that might have had. Oh, sorry, that might have. Had, it might have been a Velcro body, but the legs might have been leather. Because for me, right. it was all about. Even at the start, it was all about getting away from these wispy, uh, daddy long legs, look. You know, of the merkin. Yes, yep. And getting to something else. That's right. It was sorry, it was the legs that I used that of leather and then but yeah, Neil was using uh leather maybe maybe for that top carapace. Yeah. And he bought this funny machine that actually cut them. Yeah. Like a laser cutter thing on so, it. Or something. something like that. Yeah, yeah. I never sort of even I don't even recall seeing a photo of this thing machine wise, but but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, different, different materials for sure. Uh, towards the end, they're trying to get them down to a smaller size. Mm. That's, that's what he really struggled with: is making them smaller. If you're hearing about this crab for the first time, um, I'll tell you a little bit of a story about it. I mean, I, 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 I would more confidently say I don't know Neil, but I've had stuff to do with him. I used to, I've tied flies for him when I was commercially fly time. Oh um, yeah, yep. And you know, a lovely guy to deal with. Um, one day. I approached him in regards to that crab and I mm -hmm. said, would you, how would you feel about, you know, would, would, would you give me permission to tie this crab commercially? Um, he wasn't keen and I tried to talk him into it, but one of his, um, you know, reasons for, well, uh, one of the things he wanted to let me know, I suppose, before trying to you know, persist further with trying to tie it was that, you know, this crab takes him an hour to tie, you know, it's, mm. um, he said, it's no, there's no way you could commercially yeah tie this fly and make money no one would, no one to pay for it surely i was like you, you let me worry about that but uh <laughs> <laughs> still I, I i mean to me i wouldn't have cared i mean i would have i would have liked to have i mean i'm not i'm not i don't live in a position where live in a place where you know like crab flies are a prevalent fly um i mean we've got flats flats fishing it's, it's just different to you guys you know like where yeah, i live yeah yeah you know, around yeah around straight everywhere like got that. fishing yeah yeah i mean you can catch fish on crabs but it's not it's not it's more of a shrimp fishery for some weird reason you know but that's yep. neither here nor there it's, it's not about me but uh the thing is um i was i was uh um 
very interested as to how how the fuck does it take an hour to tie a crab fly, you know, and stuff. And um, he didn't give away too much. But um, one of the things that I noticed that was uh, was was in that fly that was unusual was uh, was he was using buoyancy to to flip it over as opposed to drag by yeah. using foam yep. in yep, the, in the yep. fly. So here we've got a um, for for folks who don't know the situation it tends to be on average. And correct me if I'm wrong here, Dave. That uh, you know, like when you in those areas where you guys are perm fishing, the, the water depth is arguably chest deep, around waist to chest deep. Say, um, yeah, yep. you know, it and can, you're gonna yeah, can yeah, vary uh, greatly, but it can be deep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean that, but that would be an, an average consideration. Like if you want, yeah, waist it, deep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's you know, unless we're talking about Volsi, maybe it is. Just, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So cr- we weren't going to crack jokes in this episode. No, nah, no. Nah. Anyway. Anyway. No, we'll save that for another Sorry, time. Yeah. I think we've laid the dagger in well enough already with that one. But uh, um, but so the scenario is that, like, in, in an ideal scenario, you'll probably see the fish come for a while, have a long time to lead them, and by that I mean allow that fly to sink. But, you know, if you're as lucky as I am and, and you get uh, in a minute p- passes a light and, and uh, all the lights out completely, you know, those fish can be just about on you, meaning that you Oh, one, yeah, one, 100%. Yeah, so one false cast. Yep. Yeah, one false cast or an opportunity to um, have, that fly has to get to the bottom as quick as possible, which mm-hmm. is a balance because it needs to be castable, needs to it needs to land hook point up as as we're saying, and um, and it needs to you know sink like a rocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things I was sort of thinking of when I said how this fly was quite influential to an Australian design. I don't know if I mentioned that, but I I did want to talk about this fly as in being. Uh, I mean, there are many flies across the world that have that have that have started and are known for originating in certain areas, but this fly, this this um this this fly is 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 definitely unique to Australia because of what we mentioned earlier, the observation of 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 where these fish are found, the the benthic strata and and what they're doing and their behaviour. It mm. needed a fly to, to be able to, to to do all those things, and like you said, Neil was working on lines. That were um, that he was able to, to be able to cast this 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 thing that people overseas probably look at like why are you tying rock spiders you know there's mm, you know mm, I didn't realize yeah. they, they sounded like that till I just said that then as it came out of my mouth but you know <laughs> like they look like little spiders and they weigh like rocks you know and yeah it's, um, yeah 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 you no, know like that. I I gave one to Troy Burbage yep and because uh, he went over and fished the Dale Brown once years ago yep. And he showed it to a few of the guys, and they go, "Oh man, that looks great!" But how do you cast that? Yeah, that, yeah. that was the thing. And these are to- like tournament anglers, mm. you know, not not average Joe. Like most of those guys can cast like a lot of it. Have, a lot of us have never seen, you know. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's what they said. Oh man, that's that looks great. That realistic, but um, you know, they've got it in their hand. And go, holy shit! How do you cast this? You know? Yeah, it, ex- exactly. So I mean, like it's um, it it'd be a real eye opener for for a travelling angler to come to Australia to want to get that anak and, and and put that under their belt to to have another permit under their belt like 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 Mike Ward or something like that and uh, and adapt mm, to that mm. scenario, you know. But um, but the the reason for the weight was because of the foam, which was used to to keel it. Right, I mean, like, I mean, you would think so, right? I mean, it needed to get down that chest deep water in a in a hurry. Yeah, got... they were they were only his late late flies that had foam in them. Yep. Yeah, early flies he didn't have foam, and and oh, I don't know. I mean, there was probably some discussion, but 
Mm. You know, at the end of the day, when I get off the water, I'm more interested about getting drunk than talking about <laughs> flies. <laughs> well, well, you're in a place where you you've been cornered now to um to talk about that a little bit, but uh, um, you know, yeah, I, no, I don't know, I don't know. Obviously, the phone was there for that surety of the hook point up, but yeah, but seriously, that was very late in our permit fishing career. Yeah, there must have been some times where you guys had decided that that fish didn't rejected that because it was upside down. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Yep. Um, but you get so many rejections that, you know. That's what I mean. It must have been definite to be able to make that decision. Like, it, Oh, I yeah. I don't know. There's so many that you just went, you know, you wouldn't know. Like, was it or wasn't it? Some of those, some some of those flats can have quite a bit of current on it. Yep. So there was an era where Neil had, I've got a big box here that's just got, crab flies in it that they'll never get thrown in the water they're kind of like the history of crab fly you know mm. um so oh when the, that's it they were cranker things so when he was putting cranker legs on he's kind of like i'm going to the trouble of doing whatever he did to chenille to make it stay safe you know like soft x then something else then no, you know, Sally Hansen's off the top. And so there was all this preparation to make these legs. And then you could go and buy cranker crab legs for, I don't know, you know what I mean? You Whatever it costs. Anyway, you can yeah. buy them. You can buy them. So yeah. he just, he went, well, let's go down that line. And then the cranker crab had this little foam arm, uh, claws, claws mm. arm. So he would um, put some of those on some of those crabs. And in the current, we worked out that, that current flipped it over. Oh, I'm so glad you said that, Dave. I'm, I'm fuck. I'm glad to say that because, mate, you cannot say this in public. And here we are doing it now. But you, I, I see fly ties. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm no, so no, excited was, you brought this up. Yeah. Because I get people like I got friends of mine that um, will send me a picture of someone who's tied a fly and they've got it in a, in a glass of water on a bench and it's barely floating. It's standing up, you know. And they say, "Oh, how good does this look?" And I said, "Mate, I've never ever seen anything that eats a crab in a dam." And then and they're like, what? And I'm going, have you not seen the, the the current and the tide that rips over some of those flats, dude? Mm -hmm. You know, like I mean, you got to wonder that there must be so much shit on these flats that the fish, if a fish was was not attuned to deciphering what was rubbish and what was not rubbish, it'd go around picking everything up. It'd be yeah, yeah, it'd be, yeah. The, it'd be the yeah, dumbest animal in the world. Hundred percent. You'd go but, around just picking up every little fucking shell, thinking it was a crab. You know exactly. So, but if something yeah. was going to be controlled by the current because there's no way on god's green earth that a crab would ever evolve past the very first one if it was going to be if it was going to be subject to getting tossed around by the current in the environment that it lives the first yeah, fish yeah. to see it would pick it up so yeah, if you're going to yeah, tie yeah. if you're going to tie a crab fly that 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 is going to stand up in a defensive position you know <laughs> like it's um it's just going to waft along like rubbish and, and there's no way i mean like fish are going to yeah. eat it I think that the, the – and this is another thing with those cranker crabs, I, and, I, and I'm glad we can bring this up because I hope a lot of people listen to this because I'm sick of explaining myself with this <laughs> because people contact me all the time about floating crab flies, you know, and here, uh. here's the thing, right, is like when you compare it to the effectiveness of that very unique design of that cranker crab with the floating claws, uh, uh, like the – and here's – here's because this is not me bagging out the flies on. This is all on the lines of observation – the one thing that people who come to me and ask me what I think of this um, miss 
is that is is a couple of things. One, those cranker crabs come in t- like twenty grams or fifteen grams. I think the lightest one is ten grams. Holy uh, shit! Have you ever tried? Uh, I mean, I don't I don't know if these people have ever tried casting a five gram crab, <laughs> but it is ridiculously hard to do. You know, yeah, think, yeah, um, yeah. To be subtle or distance to reduce false cast, it's it's about the extreme that you want to be at. So you got a you got a, a crab that's a twenty gram crab crab is going to anchor to the bottom, and those floating claws are going to have no consequence to to the action of the uh, of the body of the fly. The current's going to rip through, and these cr- these claws are going to wave along. And a crab that's living in that scenario might be defensive and put its claws up, but its carapace and body is going to stay there. That's a realistic presentation. When you put a five gram crab in the water, and then you're going to you're going to take away that those those grams as far as it equaling that carapace anchoring to the bottom. So what I mean mm. is that, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, if you've got a five-gram crab and those, those, the foam of those claws, I don't know what how it would measure, but it would take away, say, 20% of the, um, of the, of the weight to the bottom. Oh, you've, easy. You've essentially, easy. Yeah, you've essentially got, like, a, you know, a, a three-gram crab or something like that, you know. Or, I mean, yep, I'm probably yep. way off my mass, but you can see where I'm getting no, at there. I reckon you're pretty close, yeah. Yeah. In addition to that, you've got a fly that wants to get to be unweighted and lifted off the bottom, and you've got this massive thick fly line that's getting that's getting pulled along as well. In addition to a boat that's that's moving as well, when all you want the fly to fly do line. is sit there. Fly line, fly line's the biggest thing probably. Drag exactly. Fly line. Yep. Creating that drag, yeah. You know, mm. and all you want that thing to do is not move like a real crab, but you want the claws to stand up. It's going to look like a circus crab. Yeah, I, I I just don't think it's possible. I eh? I really don't. I don't. No. I don't think if it is possible, it's going to be at, at the expense of the casting and the and the presentation. Yeah, no, we cut them all off. Yeah, can't be done, eh? You know. No, no, no. We cut them all off or pulled them out, whatever we did. But yeah, it didn't work. It didn't yeah. work. It was a groovy idea, I suppose, but it didn't work. Man, I I did it in the early days, uh, like as well. I saw those crank crabs, and I went to the trouble of tying a a floating claw crab as well, and um mate it took me an hour to tie i think i caught a flathead on one once and the next one i caught a brim and i dropped it and then the next one got um um cut off on a pylon and i'm like you know what i don't think i, I think i could go my whole life without tying one of those again that's uh <laughs> <laughs> it was such a big such a big waste of time because it was so hard to put it in and let it sit there like a real crab you know it was <clears throat> it was it was undoing the point of a crab fly which is not a swimming fly but it was it was getting pushed along by the current with the fly line and being unweighted with the floating claws. Yeah, I didn't know we were going to talk about that, but I'm glad that subject came up because it's um because I want to say publicly, please stop PMing me about floating claw cro- flies, please, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dumb. <laughs> it's very hard to put all that in text. Um, well, yeah, look at anyway. yep. yeah. No, so there yeah yeah there was all sorts of variations in there, and, and that was one that was a failure. You know, everyone's well, happy to say it was a failure. Yep. There's a couple of things that you've mentioned in, in regards to this same fly that we've been talking about that I wanted to expand on just a little bit. And um, and one is the size of the carapace. You said that he was tying big flies and he went back to smaller and smaller ones. Hmm. Did you Have you ever found um, a difference to the fish's reaction, like to a more visible fly being a, a bigger carapace? Uh, no, no, it's, it's, yeah, again, it comes back to permit fishing being, no, there's no answers, you just have to go, so, no, I don't think so, um, they, they had no problems, but 
the places that we fished a lot uh, early days of Neil, this is, mm-hmm. um, they're all big fish. There's no, there's no even, even what I call teenagers. Yep. Yeah. So there's almost the couple of flats that we would fish a lot or, you know, like almost, that's almost all we fished again in the early days. Mm. There's no little fish. There's no fish under 70. Well, when we started measuring them, you know, there's no fish under 70, early 70. No fish mm. under 73 there. Mm. They're all 73 to over a metre. 73 to giants, you know. Mm. So they have no problems hoovering in something that looks like a tarantula, you know. Mm. Their gob is, oh, you know, not quite the size of a Coke can, but, oh, yeah, probably the top of a Coke can. They can fit it in. There's, there's no trouble there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's no trouble at all hoovering that in. So, so, but then there was no, we had no problems catching them when we sized down. Yeah. Mm. Because yeah, okay, my, so... my original flies were already way smaller than that. Yeah. Not even this, the carapace wasn't even as big as your thumbnail, you know. Yeah, okay. Well, that's, um. see, that's interesting. So now we don't have to, You through observations, you've learned that, you know, there's no real advantage to having something that's, that's huge, you know. I mean, we know, we know the moon crabs are the, um, are the desirable crab to ca- copy the caricature of, which get... Quite big. I've seen them probably have a carapace oh, the size of like they, a tennis ball, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, they, not, they, not they round, but... They get really big, yeah. Yeah, but, probably even know, bigger. But, yeah, but there's no... You know what I mean? There's definitely no advantage. I, I, I doubt there's any advantage, anyway, in mm. having something bigger rather than something that you can cast easily. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's what it comes back to. That's what I was We're still chucking them, ask, we're yeah. still chucking them on a fly rod, you know. So yeah, so if, you, if there's no advantage of being bigger, and it's all about placement and looking natural, you may as well, um, you know, advantage the angler and make yeah, it castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it comes back to now being the fly tire, mm. like even the bloke who isn't the fly tire knows that you don't have to put anywhere near as much weight on that small fly to mm. get it to sink the same as the big fly with. A ship pile of weight, you know. Yeah. That's the technical version, I think, yeah. I think that if there was going to be something big to take away from this from anyone who was listening to Dave Bradley talk crab fly design, it would be that, you know, like that um, a lot of – I see a lot of fly tyres who, who travel north from, from way down south or whatever blindly tie five-gram crabs or three-and-a-half-gram crabs probably not knowing that they could probably get away with a lot less weight if they just tested it, you know, if mm. they just, if they went, if they understood the depth they had to be in and went and just found something that was clear enough to sort of get it down that depth fast without the fly line yep. dragging it too far away from their target, you know, mm. that's, that's all you needed to do, you know, because what's the, I mean, what's the point in having something that would, that would get it done in um, with, with two and a half grams when you've got five grams on five gram mm. crab on, and risk concussion, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I've actually never done it, but, you know, you can put some split shot on there, you know? Yeah. We yeah. turn up there and your crabs, oh, my God, my crabs are way too light. Well, just try and put some split shot in your loop, you know, or... 
Get but, some, um, I've always had forever, ever, ever, ever in my boat just a a roll of bloody lead lead wire. I think oh, I've yeah. used it about three times, but yeah. Sticky Tungsten also a good one. Well, yeah, I've I've not experienced that until you came up, but um but yeah, yeah, you could have some of that shit or you can have some of that mm. lead wire, just wrap some around the wherever. Wherever you wrap it around, I don't know. But yeah. or or split shot in the loop. Yeah. So if you ended up somewhere and your crabs are too light, well but if your crabs are too heavy Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I understand. I understand what you're saying there. Yeah, it's um yeah, exactly. Like it, it yeah, you can always well, I mean with depending you're right. It's depending like if you're gonna tie dumbbell eyes on there, you can't take any weight away. You can only add weight. You know, some some of the mediums, this is why I like the tungsten putty, um, is that you could take it away if you needed to, you know. You could just pinch it off like it's blue tack and just it'll just stay there, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Like I said, I'd never seen that stuff before you came yeah. up and fished last year. It was something that um, back in the days of when I used to throw lures around, like I, um, uh, I, I when I was, before I was fly fishing and I was just getting into impoundment bar on fly, you know, it was a matter of tuning hard body lures with it and making them um instead of oh. instead of yeah instead of replacing the split rings or some people put two split rings on to get them heavier mm. and stuff and or upgrading the trebles and stuff i would um i would just stick t- sticky tungsten and, and move it along so it would it would either it, it would either um i would tune them so they would either um sink really slowly or float really slowly or it come to so close to suspending it wasn't funny yeah but, whichever um, you need it yeah yeah which often meant putting more on or scraping some off out on the water you could never get it right at home you know so it was um so yeah no it seemed to be um yeah i just had a supplier that had it available i'm like oh shit yeah that's um that's a great idea you know i know that the uh carp guys the guys who do that um course fishing and shit over in europe you know they all they they use the sticky tungsten to adjust things up over there as well gotcha. but, um, yeah no well, it's um yeah, I'm sure I'm not the only one to use it, but um, you know, it's like you said, a split shot or, or some some sort of variable weight is probably not a bad idea, really. With um, with crab well, you can carry, you can just carry it in your box. You never know what you need it for, you know. I got one more question in regards to the, the crab flies, and then I want to I want to move past it because I know we've probably done it to death. But um, and I didn't know I was going to go there with this right now was the um the firm legs. You've you've mentioned that a couple of times now. Yeah, well, that was me from the very, very start. I didn't right. like, didn't like daddy long legs, spiders, spider it, flies. <laughs> Is it arachnophobia or just the fact that it didn't look like no. a crab? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't like crabs don't have skinny legs, you know. Nah, no. So that's all. Yeah, it was just, just that. Nothing, nothing else. Nothing okay. more. Nothing less. So it was fine and stuff. And if you put chenille on there, it just ends up like spaghetti. So, yeah, it was just finding something else, and and leather was the original one for me, I think, and it was probably about that era that that Nat and Owie were using those big rubber bands. Yep, and which probably last a week before they're all curled up and fucked, you know. Yeah, that, that was an impressive just rubber band, you know. It's, but it works. Oh, it's an impressive fly. I'm thinking back to it now. I, I I don't know why that fly just went by the way. So I guess it is kind of like a a Velcro crab in a bit, but it's those legs out of rubber bands, like you said there. Um, I've yeah. seen a few people do them since, but it gets 
because it's so ghetto, you know, like making a, making a crab fly yeah, with rubber yeah, legs, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, that yeah. a lot of people just sort of turn their nose up to it. You know, it's it's funny, eh, what people will, um, particularly with fly time for crabs, like it's it's not exactly, it's not exactly, uh, you know, I, I can't even think of a fly to, to describe it, but it's not, it's not exactly technical fly tying other than understanding what you need to do to make it land hook point up and look like a crab. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I've, and I've not, seen getting, it. not getting the glue in your hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you can get technical with things like the variable weight, like we're saying, or a split shot in the thing, or or even um, using your leader, like that, using drag of um, through the water as opposed to um, weight. And I was just about to say there, leader, legs, uh, all that sort of stuff, mm. uh, turning your hook, hook, the eye of the hook up for that reason. Uh, but yeah. I've heard it, I've heard it referred to as crafting, you know, a lot, you know. I but, guess um, it is. I guess it is. But it's just getting yeah. the job done. Yeah, so. pretty much. Yeah, it's just getting the job done. He, yep. um, yeah, so that's all it was for me. But crabs don't have daddy long legs, legs. So I just went around the ways of finding something else, you know. Yeah, and Chanel Neil worked out worked out how to get that to stay stiff. Yeah, but it was a process, like. God, yeah. you put this on, then you put that on, then you coated it with something else, then you did this with the hairdryer. And, um, it's probably, again, that's, he's probably got that on the forum. Yeah. You know, he's very generous with what he, and sometimes too generous, but anyway, that is that is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was all about, that was my idea of, I don't, I don't like spider legs on my crabs. Well, it's and interesting. What else can we use? Yeah. Yeah, phone cases. Phone, phone cases. cases. Yeah, the yeah. the they're the lot the life proof life uh, proof crab. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the things I've noticed uh, in um, even in in Del Brown's Merkin and also Volti talks about it with his VGDC um, um, sand dollar imitation. That was for Volti. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> is that uh, you know like he doesn't like long legs either. You know like Volti's um, mm, mm. Volti will split hairs on on crab flies you know more more than us two combined that's for sure and uh one of the things that he's very big on is the like many times i've never seen him say it publicly because he's uh adverse to um to conflict but um but sure he's uh but he i've heard him comment on people's flies the other legs are too long you know lucky lucky we didn't have him on here we would have talked for three hours just about legs we would have we could have easily mate it's uh (laughs) and that's and that's easy for someone to do he likes short legs on flies because he's got short, le- short legs yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, you know? gotcha. I was going to say, I'm more of a boob man, but, you know, we can talk about legs for a while. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, it's, but that's, that's all. That's 100%. That's all it was. And I guess, yeah, the boy, okay. I guess Nat and Owie were along the same lines, you know, yeah. but you can't, you can't buy spider legs at Woolworths, can you? So. No, he can't. It may have been down to what they could get in Weeper, eh? Like, what can you get in Weeper? It's different. No. Weeper's a different town now, but when we're now talking about two thousand and you know four, three or four or something, three. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, yeah. I guess we both come up with the same era, so it's about that, eh? Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's um, that's really interesting. Yeah, it is. It's um, it seems to be the common denominator between. I mean, I mentioned before your fly box. There's a lot of realistic looking crabs in that thing. You know, for sure. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I know Rodney's doing the same. Um, uh, you know, I yeah, um, Rodney, um, dangerous. Yep, dangerous. Um, yep. I've heard fish talk about it quite a bit um, in regards to um, 
realistic crabs versus uh, merkins and stuff. And um, yeah, I bet they, you if you they, had a fish's box too, you'd probably find a similar thing. Oh, you'd find a lot of variation in in uh, in that young fellow's box. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely, mate. It is it is pretty yeah. interesting. That's for sure. I um, you know, the thing is, um, I I did want to get into the to the barrel flies because I'm um, a little bit. Um, I'm kind of keeping an eye on the time as well because there's another subject that could easily be another rabbit hole uh, with this as well. But um, I, I guess it could tie in because what I was going to say was that, um, you know, um, let me just think about this. Um, yeah, the guides, guides have been, um, you know, left out of the story and fly design quite a bit, you know, I, I find. You know, it's... Uh, you know, like we we always look at that crab we've just been talking about it as Neil's crab. You know, Neil's the angler. You know, it's um, mm. um, but you've had such a big part of the fly design in regards to that. And I would wager that any design modification, not I'm not talking aesthetically. I'm not talking about you know buying the laser printer or, or whatever. But the idea to use leather would have been, what do you think of this? You know, what, I'm going to make it smaller. What do you think of this? this oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's very yeah. much, yeah, very much combo thing but you know mm. if you talk if we're still on guides and whatever uh, well i guess i guess that's where we're headed whatever um well well I'll, I'll sort of prelude in here a bit i mean like there's um there's a lot of uh prevalent fly designs that have been um that i know you know like uh that that have been sort of overlooked i mean one of them one of them comes to mind there that i didn't realize until talking to dean about it but the flashy profile that oh, was, yeah. that, yep. that was dean, dean designed that fly you know, right, right, gotcha. I can't. He'll have to please, Dean, if you're listening, you'll have to forgive me. And and I could probably Google it right now, but there's a guy that he sort of commissioned to 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 tie what he wanted. You know, so you know, like the flashy profiles designed. And again, Dean, I'm pretty sure that I've got the grip of what what's going on if you listen to this. But um, um, like a a a highly visible fly with a large eye, really flashy, that swims on the way down, like a, a fast sink line pulls it down, so it's swimming on the way down. You know, right, um, right. You know, like yeah, and, and well, that, that's it. He's a marlin man, not a selfish man. So you probably won't yeah. Well, then that's th and there's no way someone sitting on a bench is going to come up with that. That's a that's a guide's observation right there. Um, another fly that's uh, probably not so much removed from um, from a guide's name there is the is the DK dancer with with Paul Dolan. I mean, that guy's spending crazy amounts of time on the water as well, and and I know that that fly was a mistake so to speak, and it came through a guide's observation that, that it, it is what it is today, you know, like it's, it's right, a fly, right. gotcha. fly, yeah, it's a fly that's finished on a, on a fast sink line that was originally designed to be a, a, um, a topwater fly, but a Surface complete, fly. Right. yeah, complete failure topwater and, but, a but oh. a, a crazy unique fly down below, which was discovered right, by right. accident just from Paul spending time on the water, you know? Um, yeah, gotcha. I, I had no idea that they didn't, that's like, cause when I saw that, I'm thinking, you know, do they, does anyone think that all of us rednecks up here didn't come up with a barrafly on the surface? You know, yeah. anyway, um, <laughs> well, kind of, we've kind of done that anyway. Yeah, yeah, well, but yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, I that, that, yeah. that's it. And essentially, like, I mean, what do, do they do? How could anyone possibly think that these guys spending three hundred days on a boat uh, don't have don't have anything between their ears enough to be able to go? You know what? I reckon it'd work. You know. It's um, it's just a, it's a real, it's it's well maybe, maybe it, it is isn't to a lot a lot of people, but it is probably to a lot of people as well that the guides are the real unsung, um, you know, participators in regards to this. I mean, you've got flies that are synonymous with your name as well, like you know the Barra Bunny, you know, as an example. I mean, 
What do you want to tell us a little bit about the inception oh, of that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I used that would that way 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 before anyone actually thought that it started, but it was the same thing. You come you go into the shop and go, so what other stuff can I tie flies with? Oh, look at this. What's this Zonka strip? Oh, you know, and it's in available in hideous colors, you know. <laughs> um so yeah, yeah, that was the first I remember uh, I was fishing with a guy who taught me a shit pile about lure fishing. And and I've got I've got now I'm on my third fly rod, you know, so it's a long time ago because the first two were fairly shit. Mm-hmm. And um so I tie up some of these things and we go barra fishing. We go, well, we go fishing whatever but essentially we're barra fishing and there's obviously this shit you catch along the way jacks and whatever cod and, and i i beat him you know fly versus lure barra fishing in a in a green estuary not in a dirty estuary like yeah our estuaries are clean when the, when we got neap tides mm. so i fucking kick his ass with this fly with zonka strip on the back holy shit it must be the wiggle you know it's got to be mm. that so anyway that went on i tied that tied you kind of if you're doing it for long enough you know you tie that then you use that then you don't tie those then you use these then you whatever and then the and then the tarpon addiction comes along so you're back to rabbit and marabou again you know mm. oh when i say again that's probably not too i probably didn't use marabou but yeah so i come back to uh rabbit and then and then I was fishing uh, in Florida, not the first, not the second, probably or could have been the fifth year or something because it's been a lot of years. And I went across with G, with uh, Jero Brewer to Louisiana to go red fishing. And we stay in a hotel and he's like, what have you got? We need to tie some flies. So I just throw my shit on the because i'm in a suitcase you know i don't have that much shit with me well i got that and anyway so he spins up a double bunny that i've never seen tied before so with the you know the way this the so-called fucking barra bunny is now or mine is anyway mm. so with the two strips on the top you know and then he puts this big chunky collar because that's probably all i had like i don't remember uh, it was an EP brush of some sort, you know. Mm. And then because we're going red fishing, some big chunky lead eyes. So my previous red fishing was done with these little shrimp flies. Like red fishing is so diverse, so, so diverse. Probably like, uh, I guess, like a lot of different species are, but it is really diverse down from like you're making a cast with a seven weight or something with this tiny fly to fish in ankle deep water. and then you go out the next day with G into these places that I won't mention because they're pretty sensitive to where the guides fish. Mm. And you're fishing to a fish that he may or may not have seen someone before, but he hasn't seen someone for a week, you know, if if he's seen someone for six months. And so you're chucking this big chunky fly at him. And as soon as I saw that thing swim, I went, oh, man, I'm going to take the lead eyes off that and maybe use a different brush for the head and that's my that's my new barrel floor so 
It, it, it wasn't yeah, like right. I wasn't using Zonka Strip, but the double thing was was a revelation to me. I'd never seen it tied before. It, maybe there is a thing somewhere, but I've still never seen it, like you, apart from G tying it. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's really interesting. I've never asked that question before, and uh, I didn't realise that it, it came from a redfish fly. I thought it was a, a tarpon fly that it was... Um, well, that, uh, yeah, that single bunny thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, 100%. You could see how that would happen. Mm. That single bunny thing, for sure. You know, that's a tarpon. That's a tarpon fly all over. And mm. I didn't know it was a tarpon fly when I was tying it in the... You know, when I was still mostly lure fishing, I suppose. Mm. If you're only on your third lure, if you're only on your third fly rod up here, you're still a lure fisherman, you know. <laughs> um, so I think that counts everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. So that's where that double bunny fly actually came from. It was G's um, redfish fly. Okay. Except, wow. You know, he put the eyes where you would want it, so it would sink well, and and just a Bit of a chunkier head, not, you know, like a bit of a bulkier head, if you like. Yeah. That was, good. That was my next question. Like, has the has the head design changed much? Because, I mean, um, many people have fished with you, Dave, and, and many people have seen Brad, uh, Bradley's Barabunny, you know, and it's um, um, it's it it doesn't look like a redfish fly, which is why, no, me, no, no, you know, no. yep. yeah, because, it, I mean, you, you think of you think of redfish flies, you think dirty water, you think, uh, you know, flies that have got to create a lot, a lot of uh, presence, uh, whether it be vibration or, or, or um, as in like a spoon or something like that, you know, or... Um, mm, um, yeah, those funny spoon flies, yeah. Yeah, things like that, you know, like it's um, <coughs> things that, that, that guys have obviously observed over the years uh, work really well and they've zoned it right down to what's available now would be pretty polished as, polished as far. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think what the biggest difference in my whole five days red fishing... Mm. Um, would be the size of the fish and the pressure that they get. So the first time I redfished was in this bay that was a high, higher populated area of North Florida, I guess you'd call it, almost mm -hmm. Alabama, without without naming the actual name of the place. Mm -hmm. So it was high pressure, yeah. Like a one of the gun flies for the day was actually a small, oh, no, not small, but lightly weighted Basically a merkin, yeah. Yeah, okay. And that was Christian Jurgen's fly. We weren't fishing with Christian at the time, but um, he was all part of a company that Jero, that Jero Brewer was a part of. And uh, and and so when Jero goes and fishes these other areas for bigger redfish, they're just chucking big flies, you know. Mm. They're, they're, they're chucking big flies and... So those, this fly was probably marginally longer than I would normally tie it, I suppose. And Did it ride high too? Oh, no, no. He wanted it to sink. So he wanted that thing to, to hit the bottom. Mm -hmm. Red fishing is so, like I said, so, so varied. But in this particular location, it was probably more like chasing goldies. Right, okay. Get, get yep. that fly down to where they are in, in only you know, three or four foot of water tops, you know, yep. two to four foot of water all day. And, and, but average and waist, you know, three feet. So yeah, it was more like get that fly, get it right down into his face and then jerk it away from him, you know, mm. um, make him come up and smash it. 
I mean, just, just looking at the physiology of the, the way those fish are shaped, it looks, it makes perfect sense. Although many people have seen, you know, things like bull on top and, uh, you know. Oh, and, that's a very, very certain time of year when there's like that whole marsh is full of little shrimps. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. those shrimps are just popping on top everywhere. That's, that's a, it's a very specific time of year. You wouldn't turn up to America and go, I've got all my redfish flies here and they're, they're all floating. They're yeah. all poppers, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And old <laughs> yeah. mate would go, cool, tie this on, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it very, must have been... very, very specific time of year and, and location, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, man, there's there's not much. I mean, you couldn't get you couldn't get a more effective fly than um, – I mean, I guess, look, I, I'll, I'll talk about my saying, you know, very well. Like, I mean, when we fish together, right, at, uh, I've, um, I've come from, like, a, I wouldn't say I've come from a background, but I've come to a lenience towards fishing edges for, for snags and uh, whatever. Um, a bendback's been something that I've felt secure with as a, as a weedless, snagless type fly, and it really is. But um, Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't do what the bunny does, you know. Like I, I don't, I didn't tie Ben back on the whole week. I fished with you. I fished, I fished that one black fly that you made Jero tied. I'm pretty sure he tied that right. That oh yeah, yeah. No, I think it was just one of mine, but it was his. Yeah, you know I mean, I still he, tell everyone that's his fly. Hey. Oh, he had or, some brush, uh, some brushing it with like uh, the oh, you know, red and the, blue. You know it. what that? You know what that was? That the brush I stole off Bo. I reckon. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember you saying, yeah, yeah okay. Stole and, the brush it, off Bow Meadow, yeah. Man, the, the, the foul guard fell off it. One of the one of the weed guards things fell off it, flogged it to death. But it just um there was just no point in changing anything else. It's all, it talk about listening yep. to your guide and leaning leaning on their observations, so to speak, but fucking hell, what an what an effective fly for that scenario. I mean, we changed a couple of flies, but nothing nothing did the damage that, that thing didn't do. And mainly because of what the fly did, you know, as as opposed to the way the fish reacted to it, which I think is a pretty interesting uh, approach for that because this is what you must have had to adapt from. You're talking about a heavy fly for redfish to a fly now that's um, smaller, leaner, um, sits up really high, and um, and almost has that that planing action of uh, it doesn't have a toad action, but it's got a very similar attribute to a toad in that respect as well. I know mm. you, you you fish toads around the same sort of area, but the I'm I was going to ask you which one's more effective, but it's an unfair question because it's, uh, you know, what's what's more effective on the day is probably more more of a. a oh yeah, yeah, true. No, I I would if I only took one, it would be a bunny, not a toad. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So did and, you try? Because it? it's, it's just an action, you know. Did you try uh, heavier fly at first and just found it failing? Like as in, like uh, like letting it fall in between the the sticks or. Or oh, 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 back in the day, I used to. I, I was with you. I I tied a, um, I really only probably tied two. Something that was almost my version of a, a gold bomber fly. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only fly I've actually tied commercially. I tied about ten, and Rolly <laughs> sold them at his shop. Um, That'd be good to I, have, have have now. I'd imagine a collector's oh, item. Just shits and giggles. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. And they were, yeah, that's what they were. Ben, they were bend backs without bending anything. I just yeah. tied lead into the shank so they swam upside down. Um, bucktail on the top to whatever. There you go. We're talking about, I don't know what buoyancy is, but yeah, bucktail mm. on the top to get it to do that. A little bit of lead to make sure it did that. And some black synthetic shit. I don't know what it was. And some 
obviously shiny gold shit. Mm. And I just I tied the same fly in like a a white with a white ish, if you like, with a green top, so it just looked like a bait fish. Yeah, yeah, like a minnow yeah. type. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just those two things were my go tos for a lot of years, throwing them around the thing. Ben essentially a bent pack. Yeah. Yep. I had all oh, fucking all sorts of shit, you know, pink, weed-guarded pink things. I don't think I own a pink thing now. I just don't like, I don't mix colours. Mm. I don't I don't know why I don't like it, but I don't I don't like it. Yeah. Um, I'd rather have something that's just, that's the colour, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, uh, you mentioned pink things and stuff, and it's, it seems to be the, if you don't live anywhere where Barra is, or you 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 know you might have mild experience with the path of least resistance for fly selection in Australia is a pink thing for people. Pink you know? thing, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It really is. Yeah. If people think barra, they think they think pink things, you know. And it's uh, it's it's quite strange because when we had um, Pip Clement on the show, we uh, he he was um, he spent a lot of time with Graham White, and uh, around the time the pink thing got developed, and I asked people on the show, gotcha. what was the what was the basis of the pink thing, and he goes, oh, I think Graham was just copying one of his favourite soft plastics. That was it. Oh, you right, know, right. I've heard all sorts of romantic stories about that they mimic this particular <laughs> shrimp that only lives in the some like uh, billabongs in the Northern Territory and stuff like that. And it's shrimp yeah. white. It's not <laughs> but, white shrimp. Yeah, bright bright pink head on it and stuff. But uh, uh, you know, it worked for him in the area. And if he was guiding that oh, area, you know, like yeah, he, yeah, he he'd yeah. probably be like tie this on. I know this works, and and uh, I probably can't explain why, but I've observed a shitload of fish have eaten it. Um, yeah. you know, your story is a bit more technical in regards to your experience as to why that, that, the, um, the Bradley's Barabunny has come about, but it's, uh, but you can't argue the results. I mean, it must be pretty rewarding as a guy to be able to go, you know what? I think, you know, like, um, I can provide my punters with the best chance by tying this on and I've narrowed this down and I, yeah, I've drifted left or right of it. And I just keep coming to a sharpened point, a really polished point of like, this is, this is the fly because of not only that the fish eat it, like we think we're starting to get to before, but for what it does, you know, like that, 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 that scenario requires, and this is what I really liked doing that with you. It was, um, it requires pinpoint accuracy casting for a lot of the time, a, mm, a light mm. casting, you know, like some of those fish, uh, have got their backs out or their, it's surreal that you're, you're seeing what you're seeing sometimes. Like that's the fish right there. It doesn't give a, doesn't give a shit that we're right here. Some like, it's not that simple, but, it, what it means is you can see it before you can it sees you, and if you yeah. fuck the cast, like if you make it land on, like it's a, it might be a, it might be a forty foot cast, but if it lands two hundred mil to the left, it's going to take off like a scalded cat. If it lands mm. two hundred mil to the right, it's not going to see it. You're going to have to pick it up and put it back in. It needs to be right within that fifty mil, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And the people it, that fish, you know, like you've you've seen it, and that was a prime example. You know, that was a prime example when we were fishing. Um, yeah. And the people that have seen it a lot, you know, they've, uh, you know, oh, and again, it's probably coming back to someone like Neil. He'll turn up, we first turn up here, turn up with a 10 weight. Uh, what are you doing with that? Oh, yeah, that's my barrel rod. Oh, yeah. Okay, no worries. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> two, you know, next two two trips later, he's got an eight weight and a nice, and a nice one, you know? Yeah. Not one of those eight weights. It's like a, you can use for tomato steaks, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's so different, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that it does. It does require that technical setup. Require the line. Everything has to add up. But I mean, like, uh, mm. you know, like, and and your skill has to be there. Um, 
but that fly, he couldn't do it without that fly. Like that that fly, and again, I'm sort of thinking of it from a guide's point of view. It enables a range of fly lines to be used as well. Um, yeah, I, used yeah. your, I used your setup, which was a two-piece sector with an airflow line. I don't know what kind of line it was, but yeah, it clear did, tip. Yeah, like it was a ghost tip, wasn't it? Did you say? Well, yeah, it's called it? a clear airflow clear tip. It's a, right, okay. so it all it all floats, but the first ten feet's clear. Yeah, okay. And it's, like it's a mono core because it's because it needs to be that clear thing. So yeah, it's, it's definitely not their best. Oh, performing's not the right word. It's definitely not their best fly line, as in, uh, what's my favourite fly line going to be to manage? Yep. But it casts like an absolute. It, it's unbelievable. A short. But we, we take it tarpon fishing as well, and it's fucking unbelievable tarpon fishing. And you get 10, 10 feet of free leader. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, that's you know? true. I was, I was actually going to say that um, it didn't feel like an aggressive head on it, and it, uh, it felt like a tarpon taper or even a bonefish taper line. And it felt like mm, it was mm, mm. Like, um, like, a, like an eight-weight line for an eight-weight rod, so to speak, which is quite unusual for a lot of people. Yeah, that are, yeah. You know, which... A, Oh man, we could talk for hours about that. That stuff shits me to tears. Yeah, <laughs> it, fucking heavy lines. Yeah. <laughs> well, for some, because <laughs> I'm about to go in to say that, like, you know, for me, if I'm going to chuck like a a, a bend back that's that's designed to sink like almost like a soft plastic as well with a heavy head, you know. I oh know. yeah, well, it's it's just uh, horses for courses, so eh? you know. Oh, exactly, it exactly. But I, I'm not I'm not blindly picking a um, a heavy line with an aggressive head because it's um. It's something that I I thought would be good. It's it's something that's um come about from, you know, fucking up line selection for a while or whatever, you know, and suits the scenario yeah. I'm doing. I, you don't. My point is that, you, I mean, I wouldn't need to do that with your with your fly as a from a like this is why I'm getting that. No, yeah, from yeah, a, yeah. From yeah. a guide's point of view, it must be quite satisfying to be able to hear. I don't care what your setup is. Anyone uh, provided, can cast it. Yeah, yeah, provided you're a decent caster and you can put you can put the fly where you want it. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be affected by your line setup. Like uh, you could use, like, you know, your flats master or something like that. You know, like it's, yeah, um, yeah, 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 quite yeah. easily. Which is which is a yep. pretty aggressive head on that. You know, which it, but it's, it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but like that, you know, like to use. I think I might have used both of them that day. Like that that the clear tip line and the flats master for. I, you had two rods rigged up, and I think I snagged up on one. You go here, here, grab this one. So I got to use both of them, and the fly performs perfectly uh with, with both there's no need to have a specific line set up yeah um, yeah 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 for that fly it's it's uh it's design and and and, and principle and um although very different to what you were introduced to it with is um it's really good dave it's yeah. uh yeah it's, it's, it's a, a it's like the other side of it is it, it's definitely a guides fly like it's mm. so fucking easy to tie you mm. know you, you don't have to overthink it you know wrap that shit around there put a put a foul guard on it if you want to because somehow those two until you've worn the shit out of one until you've cast it for like four days in a row and it the zonkers just about like give me a break you know mm. um they kind of interact with each other so they don't foul up too much yeah um yeah, yeah so you don't 100 percent need a foul guard you know sometimes i do some most times i don't and then you spin that brush on there Chuck, chuck some eyes in before or after, to whichever way you're inclined. Tie the type of weed guard you like on there, you know, and everyone's different. Mm. It's fucking easy. 
Yeah, it's it's easy. Otherwise, I would have fucking come up with something else. You know. Do you do you um do you find um do you tie much? Did you, did you? I know you retired now, but did you tie many? Oh, for your all clients? of them, all of them. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Hey, well, I, yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. I wonder if uh, many people ended up with a souvenir. Or would you keep them all? Oh no, no, yeah, yeah. There'd be plenty of souvenirs out there. Yeah. 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 Um, do you reckon that's a story worldwide, Dave? Do you reckon a lot of um, a lot of guides have been um, left in the dark uh, in regards to flight design and left the glory to um, the angler? Oh, you know, a lot of people have worked on them. You know, if you look at the history of, like, good good flies and notable mm. flies, like uh, Steve, Steve Huff's way, way, way too much of a modest... Uh, casual, I don't know, he seems to like that couldn't give a fuck guy, but the guy that fishes 300 days a year and is still guiding now at 73 or something, he says he's retired, but fuck, yeah, he's <laughs> not, you know. Um, it still. Yeah, 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 he's, he's, he's just, fuck, I don't know what that guy's made of, but I want some, you know, it's like, um, <laughs> he, like, do you don't think he had some input into into um geez i've just drawn a blank what's his angler's name del del brown del brown's like del brown's merkin like harry oh harry steve didn't have any input well well, apart from naming it you know Mm. he was the guy who called it a merkin like who else knew what a merkin was (laughs) anyway i mean we've, we've explored that relationship of um of discussion there you reckon that would have been a pretty similar story like to between you and neil I say so. I'd say so, but Steve won't tell you. Yeah, you know yep. he's just happy to. Yeah, if you bump into Steve and you know he's just yeah, yeah, he he wouldn't tell you. Um, yeah. um, but you know, yeah, yeah. There's that. There's Harry's Harry's toad fly. You know, who that started off as a bonefish fly. Oh, tell us about that. The toad's a pretty popular fly. Well, the toad, the toad, as in the tarpon fly, the toad we just talked about, about would you prefer to throw that at barras? Um, started off with a, uh, a bonefish fly that Harry Spear came up with. Oh, right. Okay. And I've been good mates with Harry. Like, I'm, I'm the third son in the Spear family, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck, they treat me like, you know, definitely like family. And those... Um, I had to read it in an article that Harry started that fly. I didn't know. Long time ago now, but Harry won't tell you. They don't care. They don't give a shit. You know, they just roll through life. Um, it's, not, it's not important to the, 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 the notorieties that you get. Oh, it like... doesn't seem to be, no. Yeah. No. Um, you know, it's not as important as family life and, yeah, getting on with it and whatever, you know. Um, seems to be like guys like Harry and Steve anyway. They're both, they're both similar in the way that they're they're quite trailblazers, as in like uh, first to do a lot of stuff. Those dudes, you know, yeah. you couldn't hang on the hang on the um. Hey, that's that's my name, you know, too much. I suppose when you're that type of personality. Oh, I guess yeah. so. I, and they just they went through, got it done. It was before, you know, it was before any obviously. Fuck, how old social media? Ten years, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just before any of that sort of shit, even before the internet, those guys. Mm. Harry retired, same age as me, 53, just by chance, and he is 
50 and he's 72 now. So, mm. you know, nearly 20 years. Um, yeah, so they, Harry's toad fly was a bonefish fly. Um, Gary, everyone, you can Google it anyway, see the images. It was kind of like a, a elongated merkin, I suppose, might be the way to describe it, eh? I just googled um, it, googled it then. So um, there's there is a bit of an article. I mean, there's articles all around the place, I'm sure. But um, I'm sure, yeah. I just found one that people could go find if they wanted to from um, saltwatersportsman.com. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the the article is entitled all about the tarpon toad fly. Um, so it's obviously talking about the. Um, it actually talks about um, just skimming it now while I'm while I'm you know talking to you. I'm, I, haven't, yep. I haven't had I haven't read it just started googling um it's actually got what attracted me to it has got a, a, a range of photos there and it's got a, a picture of a, of del's del's merkin um yep. um harry's um toad called a tasty toad and yep, then um yep. and then gary you mentioned gary merriman's um original yeah toad. Yeah, that, yeah yep gary merriman yeah so yep. he turned it into he was an angler he was a client of harry's okay yep yeah 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 so you know harry's got this fly that he catches bonefish on because he saw this along the lines of you pull a bonefish in and it yaks up a toadfish. You know, who would have thought that anything even ate toadfish, but obviously they did. So he tied a fly that he thought would look a bit like a toadfish. So he kind of trimmed down that merkin head. Obviously it's got no legs. I think he used marabou and as the, as the tail, if you like. Okay, mm. So kind of a toad. But it sank. He put eyes on it because he's bone fishing. And then uh, Gary fishing with him, I guess, decides that he probably, you know, truth be known, he probably threw it a tarpon one day and it ate the fucking thing. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, so he stuck a, you know, because Zonka, that was the, probably in that era, was the go-to thing for, you know, tarpon flies. Yeah. Yeah, so he stuck his onca tail on it, and then down the track, Timmy Hoover, who was, you know, they like to use the word protege or however you pronounce it. Of, of, uh, he was one of Harry's um, junior guides, if you like, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, Timmy Hoover. So Timmy, who's Timmy's famous for fishing with Andy Mill in the um, Chasing Silver series. Right. I didn't realise yeah. that. There you go. Yeah. Yep. So Timmy and Timmy turned that into that fly, yeah, which is then Andy's famous for getting that around the globe, I suppose, you know. That was the first I knew of it was when... Green Andy, cookies, he's the called green them, Green cookies. Yeah. You think yeah, they yeah. like green? Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, right. my young fella watched that TV show much. He even had a dance to it. He was about 18 months old when he watched Chasing Silver 67 times <laughs> on, on repeat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was such. Yeah, that was such a good, such a good series, uh, Chasing Silver. That, uh, oh, well, yeah, yeah, which which yeah. went on to Location X, didn't it? And then Andy's Return, all those um, things. Yeah, but, um, yeah, same guy. Um, can't think uh, of his name. Jamie God, Howard. Jamie, Jamie Howard. That's it. Yep. Yeah. That is. Um. I mean, my wife would probably be amazed to know that I can do two things at once. But while I was listening to you, I was sort of just skimming the article, and it just confirmed everything you just said there. Like they actually say in here, um. I'll, I'll read it out to you. He is a well-known Florida guy, fly tire and boat builder, Captain Harry Spear, began altering his merkins to be more of a swimming fly than a diving one. 
while reviewing the stomach contents of a large bonefish one day, Harry noticed a toadfish inside. He attempted to mimic this small fish by elongating a merkin, eliminating his legs, and tying the lead eyes on the underside of the shank so it would swim hook point down. Harry appropriately named the fly Tasty Toad. He was much slimmer than, uh, than a wider-bodied merkin and attracted the attention yeah. of many hungry bonefish. Harry's clients used the Tasty Toad on a daily basis. Gary Merriman was one such client who took a particular interest in the guide's creation. There you go. Pretty yeah. much just reworded everything you just said there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there you go, elongated. So, yeah, it was just a fluke. But, yeah, that's basically what it is, elongated, the, yeah. The picture I'm looking at now, you know, like it's the the – the, the the Gary Merriman's toe with the marabou and um and and Harry's tasty toad, um, yeah. basically the same profile. You know, one's just got the heavier gotcha. heavier eyes, um, yeah. but also you know like, it's funny like the, the um, Tim Hoover's version of the toad, which is probably more popularised in Australia um, mm. now, mm. is is almost like the tasty toad but without the hackle. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Then got the plastic eyes like. Yeah. When you look at when you look at the Merkin to the Tasty Toad to Merriman's Toad to uh, Tim Hoover's modified Toad, the evolution is is amazing. Like it's it's so Excuse different, me. yeah, yeah, different and obvious. You know, like it's it's, yeah, it's really cool to see. Yep, yep, yeah. yeah, for sure. Actually, that's one thing I I just I fucking keep keep forgetting all the time. Harry actually had a little operation, as in um, commercial fly tying there for quite a while. Oh, did he? Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. When he lived in the Keys. Yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, Miss Kimberly, his wife, I think she was tying flies. Obviously, Harry to a point, because those boys fucking fish so many days. Mm. Uh, I think a guy, oh, man, I'll struggle to come up with his name. In fact, I won't even try because it's probably embarrassing. But uh, a guy with a, let's, you know, let's call him, let's say he has a, Latino last name, yeah, um, yeah. He's he's really re he is a, uh, a gun permit guide, and that's what he does. And he just doesn't show up on the radar anywhere. Um, so he he as, as a kid, I think he was tying flies for Harry. Uh, so probably some you, you know me pretty notable. Uh, people were tying flies for Harry when, back in the day when he had his had his little fly tying business running out of the house, as well as guiding shit piles a day a year. Yeah. I think um, it's probably something I've never brought up. We've I've never mentioned it in conversation. You know what uh, probably ties into that? I, I can't remember if he was, if he was doing it for Harry, but Dustin Dustin Huff told me that he used to um, tie oh, flies. Actually, I think he I'm might pretty have sure he done did it for Harry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did as well. Yeah, so it's um, it's pretty, pretty amazing. And I could, I could, I reckon I could struggle and come up with this other guy's name, but no one's going to know who he is anyway. Yeah, uh, because he flies, he flies underneath the radar, and he really is a gun, gun, gun permit fisherman. I don't think he fishes any of the permit tournaments. Uh, yeah, he just wants to keep his shit super low profile. Um, yeah, I met, we met him at Harry's birthday party. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, when I say we, Marty, Marty Sprott came over with me for that. Oh yeah, birthday cool. party and yeah, um, but yeah, 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 super, um, just a, super fixated on perms, and I think he's got a fair bit to do with 
the conservation side of things over there now too. And everyone in the Keys would know who he was, but I just don't. I just don't. I just can't come up with his name. My other, That's all right. My other waiter just turned up there with some food. <laughs> well, I guess we could always, if it, if it hits you um, after the show, um, you know, we could always share oh, it on it the page. It, it doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Nobody's yep. going to know. But That's yeah, yeah, anyway, day. off, off the cuff, you know, yeah, he was, yeah. he had his little uh, fly tying business running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a few of those. Like, uh, I actually thought that Avalon fly was a, tied by a guide too, but I don't, it's, it's hard to find some info. I don't think so. I think it was, it's an angler that fishes there at Pole. Right, okay. Um, you know, that funny little shrimp, it had the keel. That annoys me a bit. Like, mm. they, you know, had the keels on it and then it finds its way to Australia and next thing you know, it's across the broad spectrum of legends. It's It rattles. Like, it rattles, really. Like, Is that is that the reason for it? Man, you know? No, no, no. It's a keel. Like, if, um, if you... It, it took me a while, actually, to Google keel flies and come up with this nerd that has a website that's called bouncerflies.com. I'm going to look it up. I don't know what bouncer. His name's Steve from California, of course, if we're talking weirdos. Um, (laughs) So he ties a keel on everything. So basically the idea of a keel, you know way more than me, is to get something to swim properly. You know, so whether it's you tie whatever, whatever, but this is a mono, and this is what the Avalon fly is. So what I read into it real, real early days, or I, I think I was told, I didn't read it, was old mate couldn't get his shrimp flies to swim straight. They'd all keel, lean over, you know, keel over. Yeah. So in the pool with a pair of goggles on, he's watching them, and they're all fucking falling over. So it would have, it's probably this fucking weirdo with his bouncer flies. He's found that somewhere. So he's actually I'm tied here. He's actually tied these, the keel, which is on that Avalon fight, which everyone will know what it is, what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, and it's to make it swim straight. So then, then it comes to Australia. Oh, no, it rattles. It fucking rattles. <laughs> How's it rattle? It rattles <laughs> when you hold it in your hand. What, what happens when you stick it in the water? That's a fucking rattle when you stick it in the water. How dare you make sense, Dave? Oh, yeah. fuck me dead. And then <laughs> and then, then you take it over Western Australia. Not only does it rattle, but it kicks up sand. Okay. For fuck's sake. Like, just oh. stop. You're embarrassing yourselves, you know? <laughs> um, so, I'm, looking at this dude. <laughs> I'm looking at this dude's website, and he's just put – he he's just done it on everything. He's like uh, – Yeah, yeah, anything. Anything. Yeah. A clouser. A shrimp fly, a fucking bone fish fly, anything. It reminds me of that school kid who just can't help himself but draw a dick on everything. He's just yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. he's Avalon to every single fly, this dude. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. If I put a popper head in front of everything, it's going to be unreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just made a popper clouser. Yeah. Yeah. Popper yeah, crabs. Yeah. That's, uh, yep. But yeah, like that that aspect of it, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's I, I don't know. Called. I don't know if it it's adds. To make, it's to make shit swim straight. And yeah. So but... old mate in in Cuba, whether it was one of the guides or whether it was this 
don't know, uh, the story is it might be this Italian angler that fishes there all the time. So whoever yeah. it is, anyway. But he stole the idea off. And I don't think this bouncer flies Muppets, the original guy, too, because I remember seeing him way, way back in the day, mm. prior to that, prior in the 90s, you know, in mm. one of those websites that looks like it's made with a crayon. And, um, yeah, yeah, so I tried to Google this today, and I come up with a guy in the US that's saying, oh, and this is this fly is, and it's tied specifically for the flats and Exmouth, and I'm going, oh, fuck it, give me a break, you know, like. That's not what it's for. And yeah, so it's if you just, Google keel flies, it's one of the YouTube videos that comes up. You know, oh, right, okay. in, in Montana tying a Merkin with a fucking keel on it. And that's what you're seeing in Exmouth now? Is that what you're saying? Oh no, no, no. That's what that's what this guy says. Oh, and right. this is tied for Exmouth. Right. Oh, oh, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a that's a big faux pas in, in, in the fly tying A is not, not given the, the right credit, I suppose. I mean like it's Yeah, too... yeah, yeah. This this fucking little Oh I'll pull up there for a second. But yeah, so this chap, yeah. Yep. In in the US in his Montana fly shop or whatever he is, he's tying a Merkin with a keel on it and saying that it's invented in Australia. Like just yeah. stop. Just please, please. Yeah. Well that's um give us a break. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, you don't have to you don't have to get too far to sort of see that that's um that's obviously not true. But uh yeah. There's actually um I, I started Googling I brought up the Avalon crab there. Um and it does talk about like you said, there's an Italian bloke um, mm, mm, who, um, uh, Moro, Moro, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, and, and Moro, if you're listening, I apologize. Yep. <laughs> Moro Ginevery, you know, uh, Ginevery, I guess it's, um, um, yeah, fishing since 2000. So that's sort of when it came about in 2000, I guess, um, for Cuban permit, mm, mm, mm. Um, for crab and shrimp patterns. But um, but I mean, we talked about in the beginning the um, the difference between uh, the the benthic strata, if you like, for for Atlantic permit as opposed to what you and Oe and and Nat were discovering. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, like they're swimming their crabs in Cuba, like with these with these keels over it. So they they're not expecting. I mean, in, in Exmouth, I mean, like I'm like I'm just sort of hearing all this stuff for the first time. And if I was to look at this, even with this sort of observation, even this short period of time frame of hearing it. The one big difference for why you would do that in Cuba compared to why you would do that in Australia, if you've got if you've got that keel sitting in the sand, how's that how's that rattle happening? And and are we swimming flies? When did we start stripping uh, merkins like they are shrimps? You know, it's um. Well, like, yeah, that Avalon flies a shrimp, not a crab. Is it? Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, is that is that what um is that what I thought it had it had two strips of um. Zonker off it. I thought it was meant to imitate claws and stuff. No, as well. no, no. I think it's originally supposed to be a shrimp. Yeah. Right. Eh? All right. Well, there you go. But um, but I mean, like, aren't, aren't they in Cuba? Like they're swimming it over, mm. over yeah. um, yeah, weed, yeah. over turtle grass. Yeah, hundred percent. So you know, we expect we've got a fly that's um that's that's got two different purposes. So all all we're sort of doing is mimicking um a fly that's designed for purpose in a completely different scenario. Yeah, yeah, they got. Oh, this works in Cuba. You should try it here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good day. 
Yeah. There's probably going to be a lot of people who are pretty angry with uh, with hearing this with that sort of stuff right now. But I'm, I mean, I don't mean to make any aspersions in, as far as um, uh, um, you know, assumptions. I should say rather that um, um, that it's not right or it's it's a poor selection and stuff like that. I just can't help but break down the reason, like I would with any other fly, and it just doesn't seem to me that when a fly is a fly, this fly makes sense with the keel because it's a swimming fly. Because you, like you yeah. said, like you know, if you're going to keel something, it's to get the action, like for it to swim as it pulls through the water without twisting, uh, to counteract any resistance that the fly uh, might yeah. take through the yeah. water. Um, I mean, 100% obviously, what it's for, it's to make the fly swim straight. Yeah, I mean, and you can uh, keel, you can keel with uh, without weight, you can keel with uh, with with buoyancy as well. But I mean, it's um, in this circumstance, they're keeling with weight. But it's um, um. I'm just reading up what he's what the reason why he said it, it, it gives their fly extra weight and keeps the fly in a hook up position while fishing. Um, uh, obviously, it create and it's going to create that noise. It's going to like those those beads hitting together. Going to if it's a swimming fly and it's off off the bottom, it's definitely going to create that noise, I guess. And some shrimp, well, you just point out to shrimp. Uh, well, it says here the Avalon fly is, is a shrimp pattern. Okay, yeah. so yep, yeah, yeah, there you go. So it does and, say that. Huh? Yeah, it does say that. And shrimp. Um, I've just never tied it. I've never seen the use. I've never had the reason to tie it, so I don't know much about it. I'm well, you not reckon aware when, of that, it. when that flies underwater, how those beads that weigh, I mean, is a puffteenth of a bee stick an actual measure? Like, um, how are they going to hit together? Well, they. I mean, they, they could, I suppose. It depends. Um, it really depends on how the fly's set up and the way that they have to be heavy. If you if you were to tie that hook on without any of the other materials, without any of the zonker or any any of the any of the materials at all, and just mm -hmm. have a hook that with the lead eyes and that keel, it's probably unlikely that it's going to um, that it's going to sink in a way that would make those balls slam together. But with the drag that the that the zonker's got through, it's probably going to make that and where the eyes are, it's probably going to make that fly dip eye eye of the hook first. But when okay. you strip it, it would pull it up. So it would swing those balls back and forth, potentially. I mean, as you know, like I'm only breaking this fly down now, having never done it before, but this is what I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah, thinking. yeah. Well, it, you've got a better idea with me than me with actual, yeah, you know, I mean, buoyancy of materials and. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, Yeah, well, it's, uh, un yeah, unfortunately, I've, yeah, been, uh, have, have to, have to do that, I suppose. It's, uh, I'd love to be able to just buy flies from the shop. <laughs> it make life so much easier than having to uh, like uh, split hairs on these things. But um, uh, but, but still, or just um, you know, just come up and just just fish with someone like yourself, but uh, on, on holidays all the time, that'd be great. Unfortunately, I got to um, I got to fish on the Sunshine Coast, so I got to understand the ins and outs of every single thing that's part of it. Because um, the fly, the fish has seen everything. But anyway, um, that's neither here nor there. But I mean, I guess it's possible. But I just can't see. I can see that being of benefit over turtle grass. Um, I can't yeah. see it being a benefit if it's not allowed to move and swing back and forth. Like while it's swimming, there's no real reason to have it anchored in the sand. You know, you could do the same thing with lead wire or tungsten putty. You know, and if, if the purpose is to make that fly sink to the bottom in, in gin clear water. Waist deep water or deeper water with a with a bare open flat that's got nothing more than a bit of rubble on it. Well, what what are we doing here? Oh man, it's it's that embarrassing when people first started tying that thing over here. And I've seen people tie three bits of mono underneath, and the centre one's got the whatever, and the other two will hold it up 
So it, oh, so it's fall standing over up when it gets to the bottom. Yeah, well, I've already expressed what I think about um, flies yeah, in a defensive yeah, position. Yeah. We don't need to go any further into this. It's and, and only to say that it's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, well, it's a, it's another good. I mean, it's it's a good point. I mean, like the point of this show, as I've brought up many times, is is about the observation. And here we are. We just broke down. Well, well, our personal opinion, at least, I suppose, without the intention of offending anyone, I guess, is um. Our, yours and my personal opinion on that fly in two very different views, I guess you could say. Like, here's me breaking it down in a different way to you are, but neither of us can come to the conclusion that it's going to have any um, any value or any advantage. Yeah, yeah, we've well, got a scientific idea of, of why it all works, and me, I just, I've just thrown them all. Yeah, know? yep, yeah. Oh, it's, a, it's very interesting. Well, you know, like, mm. I, I really hope that... Um, that you know, it's, it's pre- create, like the whole purpose of the intermediate vice is to create um, food for thought for uh, yeah, um, yeah, you know, fly tires, yeah, fly tires that want to show sort of any ingenuity or uh, creativity in their in their flies, and we try yeah. to push them in the direction of catching and, fish as opposed to Instagram, yeah, um, and anglers, as yeah, well. like yeah, people anglers go fishing that tie shit flies like me, and going to time not better, like don't have to be much better, but a better idea maybe you know yeah. yeah yeah it's all it's all got to help it's a very different approach this show dave but i think it i think it's worked out it uh it didn't end up being at all how i planned to make it happen but i think um i think we pulled it off yeah yeah i think so i think so, <laughs> it's always I think so. we got oh you know like yeah there's only a couple of we're only talking about a couple of species in there. I guess you can carry, catch a lot of things on crab flies, but well, essentially aimed at permit. But man, there's a lot of you can catch those bastard things on crab flies. You can go and catch those other blue things that people get really excited about them. Tuskies, mm, swimming that's, blue faces. I think Rodney called them a, once. Right, <laughs> <laughs> they are a weird looking fish, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Certainly um, are. And a face that's only a mother could love. And, um, yeah, and barraflies that you can catch. And I, You know, to be honest with you, you said there's some souvenirs out there. I reckon there's shit piles of souvenirs out there because people went, I'm going to take this home and change it a bit and make it into my bass fly. You know, and mm. that's what it's about, eh? Like changing it a bit to suit you. Like Exactly. That's what Ex- flies are about, changing a bit. Yeah. Well, exactly, and that's and and the further that that's what the mindset is about of a successful successful angler. Like, I mean, you can't. Mm. I just don't think you can be a successful fly tire or a good fly tire without being a successful or a, a half decent angler. At least you know you've got to understand your prey, um, you got to understand your gear, and you've got to understand yep. how you can translate all that to the vice and um, and have something that 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 works at the business end. And at the end of the day that fly is the business end, you know, like you could have the best rod and reel and line and leaders set up in yeah, the world. Yeah, you yeah. could be in the best part of the country in the world with the best guide. But if you've got, you know, if you've got, um, this, yeah, a fly stupid fly on it. fast or it doesn't think sink fast enough or. Exactly. So you got to, you got to design a fly and have material selection, knowing exactly what you want it to do and how that fish reacts. And that might mean, you know, listening listening to your guide and, and doing exactly what your guide says that might be the limit of your skill at the time but if you want to take it further well i hope this way of thinking really sort of helps 
that perpetuate that design for people. I really do. I really do. That's that's really what I want to get out of this podcast in that respect. It's just to sharpen up, um, sharpen up the general approach to fly tying and um, and sort of take away a little bit from the the um, the great photographs. You know. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, especially for anglers, you know, and that's mm. they don't take photos of their flies because their flies look like shit if they look like mine. Yeah, well, yeah. Mate, no. that's what that's what mine are like. When I first started commercially fly tying, my flies were always called flies that work because that was just an anagram for FTW, which is more about fuck the world because I was yeah. just a, had a chip on my shoulder. But because uh, um, <laughs> my flies were shit, they, I mean, they weren't shit. They just didn't look any good. They were rough as guts, but but I caught a lot of fish on them, you know. And they were they, were, they worked well for me, and I wanted the type flies that worked well for other people who were going to spend the coin with me, but. As my business grew, I became I, I had to appeal to Instagram to um, you know, to get more more traffic for business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, if you open a guide's fly box, you can usually tell which ones he tied. You know, yes, yeah. the ugly ones. Yeah. <laughs> and, yep. Um, yeah. Yep. Practicality so, first, aesthetics second. That's that's yeah, the, yeah, that's the yeah, approach. Yeah. All right, Dave. Well, look, man. Um, we might wrap this puppy up. And, yeah, man. Um, we've, we've dragged it on for a while but yeah hopefully people can sit through it you can press pause you, you know? can you can, you can get to you the can end press pause and just do it again i usually take about three guys to listen to a podcast <laughs> well there's plenty to digest here and uh funnily enough i didn't want to jinx it at the start of the show but we've done this on friday the 13th too so it was destined to oh, fail and i think yeah, we've right. done all right yeah, I even got Skype to work, so that's pretty of a Jesus miracle. <laughs> All right, Dave. All right, mate. Awesome. We'll talk soon, eh? Cheers, buddy. Take yeah. care.